Welcome to episode 73 of Open Your Toys Cast. This is Slick McFavorite. And I'm Mrs. McFavorite. And this is the podcast dedicated to the four greatest action figure franchises of the 80s in all time. And we have some guests on here. So let's see if one of them can guess one of those. Guests? Uh, I'm going to guess that one of them is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Tiger Sharks. Spiral Zone? Tell me, am I getting hot here? Come on now. You're getting something. NASCAR diecast. <laughs> if you listen to our show, I'm sure you listen to these two great guys we've got on the line show as well. Why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Uh, Gary, why don't you go first? Song? Okay. And I was going to defer to my co-host. So, so, so nice of me, but screw Mike. Um, hey, Gary Gatso, <laughs> Commander-in-Chief, what's on Joe Mine, one of the co-hosts? It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thanks for having us. <laughs> Similarly, I'm Mike Irizarry. I am. Uh, I have a. You know, Gary keeps trying to stick the beachhead nickname to me. Uh, it hasn't really worked because people don't call me much of anything at all. But I am happy to be here too. Thank. Thanks for having us. We. We. Uh, it's always fun to be on other people's shows. I was literally going to ask that. I was like, should I call him Beachhead Mike, or is that something? That- yes, you should. <laughs> I don't care. It, it's, I'm not insulted by it. I just. I. I'm I'm weird in that I I'm, I'm like the 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 Teflon of nicknames. I, I manage to give people nicknames, and I haven't really had one stick to me. So I, it, apparently Mike is just enough. I like Beachhead Mike. Well, most yeah. of the time, if we did say what his real nickname is, it get bleeped on our show. So <laughs> it's not so much a nickname as a just a statement of fact. <laughs> <laughs> So with the uh, part of the cast from What's on Joe Mind, as you can guess, uh, G.I. Joe is obviously one of those four franchises. Mrs. McFavorite, do you know another? Uh, um, Transformers? <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> Sky Commanders. Sky Commanders. Tell me Sky Commanders. Go <laughs> And then, of course, we've got Masters of the Universe and Star Wars round out the top four there um but we're gonna i i've kind of tailored the show notes to be a little bit more joe friendly this time there just not a lot of new i mean well as you guys know i mean most of your show is is interviews and uh listener feedback which which are my favorite part of it you know i follow the news for this show too much as it is so those are my favorite parts of your show there's there's just not the onslaught of joe news like the way 
like the Transformers fandom is or Star Wars. Those people just... I don't think you can beat Star Wars. <laughs> well, Transformers <laughs> is the worst. I is mean, it really? It's, dude, it's like, oh my God, here's a blurry picture of something, you know? <laughs> and it's like on every single fan site. <laughs> so, awesome. but uh, um, basically, Mrs. McFavorite and I are a husband and wife team that like, I like to talk toys and she likes to make fun of me as I do it. Yep. That's pretty that much like it. A, that sounds like a formula. <laughs> that works. That, that works in my household too, actually. <laughs> um, if you'd like to reach us, you can leave a comment on our blog at openyourtoys.com or you can always email me at slick at openyourtoys.com. Or you can holler at me at Mrs. McFavorite at openyourtoys.com. Uh, I do post a few things on the Twitter and you can follow me at, at slick McFavorite. And every now and then I'll say things I haven't been too active. Yeah, I've been, been grumpy lately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can follow me at Mrs. McFavorite. Uh, we do have a Facebook page as well. You can uh, friend my toy persona, which is Slick McFavorite, at facebook.com slash open your toys. Oh, or you can like, I almost forgot. God. <laughs> or you can like our cast at open your damn it. Wow. You say it, never mind. It's gone. Facebook.com slash open your toys cast. Can you can you tell them what you can you can you tell them at I used least? to do this stuff every week. I said, screw it, pre record it. <laughs> it's almost it's become our running gag. Like, will Mrs. McFavorite be able to do the thing we've done seventy times before? And the answer is always no. <laughs> All right. Can you I've now, got a now it's in your head, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like that's Albert Pool Holes hitting home runs. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> or you can befriend me on my own page at facebook.com slash Jessica Spiller. <clears throat> and that's Jessica with one S. Or you can hit us up our favoriteest way ever, and that's by broadcasting your beautiful, beautiful voices across the waves in one way or another. You could call us at 720-235-TOYS. That's 720-235-8697. It's like you almost didn't leave. <laughs> All right, Mrs. McFavorite, we have a very special What Are We Drinking? Um, and I totally forgot to tell you guys this. I, I meant to say if, if you got them, drink them. But uh, you, you can make something up or, or just say water. That's fine. Um, but uh, <laughs> each show we do, what are we drinking? And it's where I try to find a new beer that I've never had before and talk a little bit about it. And uh, Mrs. McFavorite used to drink pretty much the same thing almost every show, but now she's drinking something totally different. Yes. And for the past six months and for the next three. <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least. It'll be what non-alcoholic drink am I drinking? And tonight I am drinking Blue Sky Wildberry Natural, Wild Raspberry Natural Soda. And that's from my native land of New Mexico. And it's pretty good. It's Is made it? with real sugar. Yep. All natural. No all natural. artificial flavors. 
colors, preservatives, caffeine-free, sodium-free, GMO-free, and no high-fructose corn syrup. Awesome. It's my kind of drink. <laughs> and uh, let's now I, see. Now I feel terrible. <laughs> I'm about to say, holy crap. <laughs> I, have a, I have a fountain Coke from McDonald's. I don't have any of that. I'm, I lose on all of those. <laughs> You've like got all She's of going those. down a list. I'm going, check, check, check. <laughs> and you check, probably have it in the styrofoam cup, too, no less. No, it's actually in the plastic cup because styrofoam. Oh, okay. Okay. I think we've covered it before on our program. Styrofoam and I are not friends. Yes, we have. <laughs> um, styrofoam and I, yeah, not friends. You know, there, there's a reason why I did not really get into the big Transformers as a kid. It's because they were packed in styrofoam. No lie. <laughs> oh, couldn't handle it. Couldn't really? handle the squeaking and the. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, ah. see, the only thing I hate about styrofoam is when I get my bootleg shit from China. That's what they always pack it in. It's not the good, like, American-made styrofoam. It's like... Biodegradable the, peanuts? Yeah. No, okay. it's, it's the stuff that <laughs> is the little tiny balls. And if you just move it, like, 50 of them will shave off the edges of it and just float and then adhere to anything that would have static electricity <laughs> related to it. But, uh, so... It's right with a lemon twist for me. <laughs> There you go. Look at these. Have a lemon twist. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys have been following that uh, that running joke, um, you you'll have to go back to the '80s to probably get the full Bronson Pinchot effect out of it. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's. Uh, I actually uh, just finished uh, the first season of Perfect Strangers, and and it really holds up well. I I can you, really can you do the uh, Meepos uh, Dance of Joy. No. Not even oh. close. I can crip walk. Does that count? Okay. All right. <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> Just, Justin can do the Meepos Dance of Joy, we're pretty sure. <laughs> I'd say I think Justin's the only member of our podcast in any kind of physical condition as well. So that probably explains a lot of that. <laughs> yeah. And let's see, tonight I, I'm not drinking anything new to me, but I think this is the first time I've had it on the cast. Uh, for a while there, I was uh, really obsessed with uh, Guinness, and this is a similar style. This is uh, Boddington's Pub Ale. This is a, a British import, and it says since 1778, when it was first brewed at the Strange Ways Brewery in Manchester, Boddington's has been renowned as a unique pale gold ale. In English pubs, Boddington's is served using the traditional hand-pulled method, which mixes air with the ale, and it pours producing... Meaning it's warm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it says, it, ser it says serve cool. Ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> I've had one cool. before. It's warm! <laughs> So this does use the cool uh, Guinness drought flow system. So that's uh, it's got the little pressurized thing in it. When you pop it, it makes the beer go all crazy, and then the head settles nicely. So again, the the only thing I hate about the drought system is it does it just makes it taste flat after everything settles. But still, not that bad. Uh, Brits really don't care if their beer is flat or not. I'm pretty much discovered that when we went out to roll out roll call three long as they have it it's all good 
<laughs> There's something to be said for that, Gary. They are professional drinkers. Let me tell you. Every single one of them over there. Aww. That is something to be proud of, yes. We would fit in perfectly. At some point, they just stop serving food, and it's liquid from there on to the rest of the night. <laughs> that sounds great to us. <laughs> some Somewhere back in the day, it was barley or corn or potato or whatever. It used to be food. It's good enough. <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, we don't consider ourselves alcoholics because we haven't admitted we have a problem yet. <laughs> yeah, we're just straight up drunks. <laughs> I don't have a problem either. <laughs> so this uh, very special, uh, what are we drinking? Was sponsored by none other than two to- really T two R X six. So he he put a little bit extra on a uh, on on a package I sent him, and he said to put it towards our next "What Are We Drinking" segment. So oh, thank you. So thank you so much. Um, all right, well, let's get into why we have these fabulous gentlemen with us. It is con news, and of course, now that BotCon is over, what is the most important con of the land? It is JoeCon 2012. No, it- what was the most important con anyway? <laughs> well, it, it's all it's all chronological. So as soon as Joe Con passes, then it'll be Comic Con. As soon as Comic Con passes, it'll then, be, it'll be... then it'll be Canadian Joe Con, <laughs> and then it'll be Roll Out Roll Call Four. <laughs> we'll get a Coil Con in there somewhere. I was going to and... say you got to sprinkle Coil Con in there for sure. <laughs> yeah, you know, help organize the damn thing. I better put it on the calendar. <laughs> So uh, we've already introduced you guys, and uh, um, so I know Gary's going. Mike, as far as I know, you're not going to be able to make it this year. Is oh, that correct? Contraire. Oh, really? no, 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 no. The the money has been spent. We're in. Nice, nice. Congratulations. I'm glad to hear that. And Thank then, you. Uh, I'm, and I'm then... waiting for the car to self destruct. <laughs> <laughs> It's just a matter of time. <laughs> we are now on standby. If you haven't heard the the running joke, well, actually, it's not a running joke. It's like a running truth with Mike. Is that he has yeah, this joke? Uh, it's happened. Yeah, it happens. It, it has this. Uh, <laughs> if you want to call it a superpower, I don't know. It's a power. It's called the power of shit touch. And uh, he has this knack of anything expensive, mechanical, electronic. I don't know, but he touches it and it goes to shit. And. <laughs> What was it? Your engine. Your engine failed right before con one year. Um, that was two summers ago. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, it, was wasn't looking, it wasn't looking wasn't looking good anyway. I was halfway in between um, um, visiting the family from Indianapolis, driving home to St. Louis. Literally halfway in between. That would be Effingham. And uh, I tossed a piston through my engine casing. Oh, jeez. Oh my. <laughs> just, just. Just decided to just to, to self-destruct. Oh. And um, actually, the the year two thousand ten was uh, was not a good one for automobiles. I I lost four of them. Oh wow! In two thousand ten, from beginning to end. Oh, particularly anything with an internal internal combustion engine, Mike should touch. <laughs> yes, we were, we were thinking maybe going back to. You know, we went to the dealership. I was like, do you have anything that works on perhaps the Wankel rotary engine? <laughs> I, the combustion engine and I are not, we're not friends right now. But actually, what, what I wound up doing is actually putting a new engine in the same car, because that actually turned out to be the least expensive alternative. 
buy honda kids wow yeah the uh the the one honda i i ever owned um the transmission went on it went out on it three months after i bought it and now i've had i've my friends all throughout my life have owned hondas and swear by them no problems and yeah exactly and Mm -hmm. i just i got that you know, I got that one percentile lemon, unfortunately, but I'm a Toyota guy now, so that's that's almost as good. I was about to say, that's just about as good. So. Yeah. It's much more expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, not compared to your car. Mrs. McFavorite comes from a Ford family. And so she... And Subaru. Yeah, and Subaru. So at least you've got the Subaru mixed in there. So she's got a... 10 years on her car right now so 12. she's 12 Ooh. so she's feeling the ford pain right now it seems to be yeah. one one thing after the other right now and with yeah, the new kid on that's the about when the, the little turkey timer pops on those isn't it <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> if for some reason you can't get the antenna to go down well well you know why now <laughs> All right, so JoeCon this year is going to be in New Orleans, and it's going to take place from June 28th to July 1st. Uh, so far, we have got the full set revealed, and this is how long it's been because our last show was our uh, our live from BotCon show. Um, we have literally not talked about one figure in the set. Oh. So, and while we're not going to touch on every single one of them, uh, why don't you guys, why don't you guys each give us what your favorite piece in the set is? So, well, it's a nice looking right set. Now. It's, oh, dude, it's gorgeous. Go ahead, Mike. No, no I went first all day yesterday, Gary. You're going to go first today. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Uh, you can't have the fat guy leading off, I guess, in your lineup. Um, <laughs> no. Wait a minute. Why am I leading off then? Um, <laughs> say, we, we, we have... <laughs> well, um, I, I think for a lot of us that continue to go to the cons every day, this will be my 10th con in comparison to Mike's second one coming up. They give you these forms. I'm sure you've seen them at BotCon, fun publications, and they want you to fill out all this information. They tell us what you want to see. In an old, very old-fashioned way with pen on paper stapled in the corner, you tell them what you want to see. And what we've always, I've always put on the form is one of the things I wouldn't mind seeing. We've had the IGs before, the Iron Grenadiers before, back in 2005, October Guard. And, you know, it's one of those little fringe aspects of G.I. Joe where it was the, the Soviets version of, uh, uh, of the, uh, the, the International Joe team. And they only appeared in a handful of comics. But, man, they have such a fan following for some reason. And I think it's just probably because, you know, you have characters like Horror Show, which is actually pretty funny. And they're just these people running around that act like G.I. Joe but have an Eastern European accent. Okay. <laughs> But I, I really love – there's two figures uh, – three figures uh, that I really, really like here. Um, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that the, the remainder of the October Guard are any less. Horror show, spot-on head sculpt. Just awesome, awesome, awesome. It is cool. Yeah, they could have made them a little bit more bulky. <laughs> Come on. Now we're splitting hairs. You got them. We got them. That's a minor victory in itself. So he looks awesome. Uh, Stormavik. 
where you can you see a little bit of that uh, white and uh, blue T-shirt that they that most of the Soviet or Russian military have underneath their their fatigues. That I like that little element of additional detail they put into the, this type these particular figures. And then Iron Bear, which is a new figure altogether, it's a new character altogether. I like something new when the club's going to toss something in there. It's not the first time they've done it; they've done it again. And it's Daryl the Priest Head. I mean. It's the guy that's keeping the G.I. Joe alive, G.I. Joe lying alive for the time being, a uh, <laughs> guy with Hasbro. So, you know, if anybody should deserve a head sculpt, that guy is definitely uh, one to have. The other figures are awesome, too. I mean, you're, they're all using combination of Rise of Cobra, Pursuit of Cobra, Tooling. Uh, the only minor, minor knicky-knack, tic-tac, whatever upset thing that would make me go fanboy is the use of NATO weapons for, you know, Soviet bloc soldiers. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. No, I definitely feel you on that one, and I've I've heard that one again. I've never been the realistic military thing about Joe. I I like the the fantasy and the sci fi part of it. Um, so that's definitely not a huge issue for me. But I've definitely heard that from the fandom uh, uh, on uh, Dial Warriors. That that's been a big topic of conversation over there. If it's if it's that big of a deal, man, I can just stop by Marauder John's table and pick up a bunch of AKs. Yeah, you know, it's kind of exactly. how it'll boil down to. But to me, since I'm I'm a early adopter of Joe back in my youth, so I remember vividly on like the '82 and '83 file cards, they would say um, Grunt fully trained in the use of all NATO and Warsaw Pact weaponry. Yeah. And that, okay, but I don't think you really see that in the later file cards when it's a little bit more science fiction involved. But the early ones were a little bit more grounded. In fact, the later ones where some people might have jumped in or a bulk of the collectors might have jumped in, I can kind of see them not being that concerned about it. And then, like I said, it's a it's a you know it's a ticky tack foul in my opinion, so it's no big deal. Yeah, definitely, Mike. What about you? Uh, you know, I. I think one of the stronger entries in the set was the first one that we saw. Um, I think Dana's a great figure. Um, just uh, the, the, that, that pilot skull cap thing that she's got, apparently they, they pulled that off of a Star Wars figure. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. B-Wing pilot, I think. Oh, huh. That's interesting. And, and so it's, it's simple. I mean, it, it, you're, you're basically, it's, it's, it's the, um, uh, the Lady J from the um, from the from the, uh, the the four pack, right? The head sculpt, or the or no, the no, no, the no, no, the rest of the figure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the Lady J from the from the four pack from the uh, the uh, the mast of ice pack with a new head sculpt. But you know, sometimes simple is good. Um, I I would be remiss if we did not uh, if we did not mention uh, Schrag. Uh, who we've been uh, calling him Shraj, Serge, <laughs> which is uh, what you know the whole lemon twist thing that we've been going on for a few weeks now. So uh, I, I need I feel the need to give uh, Shraj the shout out there. Serge, um, we have been we have been asked by members of the fandom uh, uh, to figure out how to pronounce that correctly, and I'm sure that one of the five ways or ten ways that we've done it by now is in fact correct. <laughs> so mission accomplished um other than that i was real impressed how they handled voltar yeah um, I, was, I was glad to see that they stayed very true to the vintage on him 
And what's more, they, they stayed very true to the vintage by going, re, uh, um, uh, you know, super sci-fi suit from the movie. Yeah. yeah, Rise of Cobra Accelerator suit. Yeah, that's that's crazy. They just you, you recast, you you repaint something in purple and gold, and all of a sudden it works. Yeah, everyone hated those suits. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. was I was right there with them. I and then this comes out and everyone's like, "That's awesome! It's <laughs> the best thing ever." See, and I, I never minded the look of them. I hated the concept of them. I, I can hated, agree to that. I hated yeah. that, you know, you put an inch worth of material around a person, and now they're a superhuman. You know, that was, again. Although it made for great comedy. <laughs> Once again, it, it, my Sigma it, Sex it, failed. It went, it, went from, it went from science fiction to superhero, and that's a real fine line to cross, but yeah. they did it. So, Mrs. McFavorite, do you have a favorite? One would I think. Th- it's kind of in her name. <laughs> <laughs> I think they all look really great. I don't know. Okay. That's such a politician answer. Come on. Is <laughs> there a know. color lo- that looks cool She to likes you? the Iron Grenadiers because they have skirts. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, look at this one. He's got a mini skirt back here. <laughs> Somebody needs to pull that, tell him to pull that down. <laughs> Come on, well, the, these are the kids' IDs toys are, here. Are kind of neat. Uh, they they don't look like much one at one by one, but as a group, they're they're kind of impressive looking with they the really are. the winter coats and stuff. I thought they were they were pretty cool. Yeah, uh, my big thing is, uh, I mean, my site is designed after my the the color scheme I love and being a designer, it 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 means a lot to me. Is is red and gray. So to me, these are, while I'm not a huge fan of gold, um, these are right up gold. my alley. And the, and the heavy weapon, uh, uh, what's, what's the official name for it here? Heavy weapon specialists are just amazing. Um, I don't have the issue with the, uh, with the uh, uniforms being overly decorative. Um, I like that. I mean, that's what the club does. Exactly. Exactly. This isn't, to me, the, this isn't a brigade going out for war. This is, you know, these are their dress colors, that kind of shit. So, mm-hmm. but I do like the October Guard because they do look very battle ready, you know, especially with all the webbing that they've added to them and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, that I, I like ex- the box. Yeah, the box is, is well designed <laughs> as well. Um, yeah, they've been uh, getting better with the box. And I, I don't want to say the box design has been off. I thought the box design, even going back to the very first set, the Crimson Strike team, have always been very good. Mm-hmm. I think they keep getting better and better with the box designs. And I, I'm not saying, again, nothing about what was in the past. It's just last year's was really nice. The year before that was really nice. The year before that was really nice. And you, you get this you know worn metal-type-looking box. Um I've already researched what, what it says around the circles, so it's not a typo. It doesn't say, you know, communist suck or anything like that. <laughs> it actually says, I think, uh, Great Warriors of the October or something like something very similar. I put it on Justin's site. So it, it, it means something. They put the research and due diligence into it, and it's a great-looking box. And then, you know, you open the darn thing up, and they have each one of these individually in a, its own little, little cubby for, surrounded by foam. Nice presentation. You know, you're you're spending a lot of money and and you're getting a good presentation out of it. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
and and design wise from an actual graphic designer it what i really like about this is it's very contemporary you know textures are huge right now you know that everybody's kind of getting away from flat color which a uh, majority of their box sets have been just because they've been more kind of comic style art in the past and that kind of stuff so i i think it's a great representation for this year's set for sure and as a consumer if I saw that sitting on the shelf, I might actually stop, turn around, and check it out. There you go. That's that's coming from, ooh, it's a lady. <laughs> 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 All right. So that's the box set. Um, so and And again, we haven't recorded an, an actual regular format show in about a month now. So um, the brochure was a, uh, also released. Um, anything, are, are you guys doing any tours? You doing any uh, uh, classes, anything like that? I was going to go see a movie. <laughs> Sorry. What's important, what's important, Gary, is you're not bitter. No, no, I'm over it now. <laughs> Clearly, we're all. Uh, no, I, I, I'm thinking about going back and maybe revisiting like the uh, airboat tour um, or or something like that. I'm I'm not much of a customizer, so I'm not going to do the customizing class. But I would not be surprised since that went live today with registration that that's probably booked up. I, I don't, I don't want to say that. I don't know that for a fact, but I would not be surprised if it is booked up. The pre-con tours are fun. I will say that I get to let you get a chance to know other collectors that are showing up to the con on a little bit of a different level. And if I get an opportunity, I think I'll probably will go back and add that airboat tour. Mike, anything for you? No, no, I'm taking a pass on those. I'm only getting in um, afternoon on Thursday. So most of them will be over with by the time I, I get in anyhow. So I'm, I'm, um, you know, the, the, the important extracurriculars for me are, of course, the drinking and debauchery. Yeah, that, that's kind of how <laughs> As Khan should be. Exactly. Those, that's not in the brochure, Mike. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, the there's a brochure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's the brochure? <laughs> oh, that's right. You weren't on that recording when Justin and I did it. I'm sorry. No, I was not. By, uh, by request. It was kind of funny too. Gary, Gary comes over. He's like, "I'm sorry, man. We just made the decision to go with it." It was like, "Fine, that's great." You know, I, like I didn't confront him about. It. I wasn't like one of those, "Hey, what the hell is this? You're doing a show without me. What's this all?" Oh, Gary, like, "That's all right. Sorry, man. We're we're sorry we didn't get." It's like, dude, you've been to ten conventions and Justin's been to nine. I've been to one and Chuck has been to zero. It's kind of your show. Don't feel bad about it. You know. But yeah, it was that that was that was a that was a funny moment behind the scenes. <laughs> and, and of course, it's Gary owes me one now because I really could have put him over the coals on that one. <laughs> he'll, he'll yeah, he'll get me later, I'm sure. But I as as podcasts go, we've just I mean, literally just posted it not too long ago. It was on the uh, 14th of May. And it is our number one most downloaded show really? of all things. Wow. Um, I, I imagine that you guys get some pretty good traffic on on your episodes. Uh, everyone's that I've talked to in terms of toy podcasts have heard of you guys. Uh, we're we're just a little known Joe podcast, just covering the Joe aspect of the hobby. Thirteen thousand people have downloaded that episode. 
Wow. There's not even wow. 13,000 people that are members of the club. Yeah, no. That's, <laughs> I mean, those are, that's amazing numbers. We, we don't even come close to that. And I, I put that towards because we cover, you know, such a broad range of franchises. You know, like you say, if you're a Joe fan primarily, you're not going to listen to this show because 75% of it's going to be shit you don't care about, you know? So I think those targeted podcasts do a lot better in the communities, but, uh, I, I listened to it and I've been, I've been to BotCon the last five years in a row. Um, we did uh Joe con in 2009 when it was out in Kansas city and I still listen to it. I, I know exactly how registration works. I know exactly how the brochures work, the casino nights, the, you know, the, uh, um, the classes customizing. And to me, I just, I love to hear different people's take on what they find most enjoyable at the cons, you know, because for everybody, they're going to find their own little niche. You know, for me, I'm a panel guy. I Mm -hmm. literally spend every single minute in a panel. So long as there's panels, you know, and that's, that severely limits my time for autographs for the store, all of that. But to me, the store you can find most stuff cheaper on eBay. You can't mm-hmm. see it. You know, you can't you can't see how loose a joint is or you can't see the the paint scratch on the back of a figure or something on eBay, but usually it's a lot cheaper and and the autographs it's the same reason why we don't do interviews on our show. It's to me it's and while you guys do an amazing job with it, to me, the little small talk, take a picture, you know, sign this and, and leave, I would just rather spend my hour doing something else, you know? Are, are you guys big autograph guys? No. I will, I will get them as, as they're available. Of course, like last year, the dial tone. I got signed dial tone and a signed Baroness. Uh, and I'll take advantage of that this year. Will we obviously uh, Neil Ross, who we just heard on our show, uh, will be there. He'll be a guest. So there's your shipwreck. Or people bring your shipwrecks. In fact, he doesn't. He says he doesn't own a shipwreck. Everyone, if you have an F- extra shipwreck and you're going to Jocon, give it to Neil Ross. He needs a shipwreck. <laughs> I love that. He was like, "No, I'll get like 500 of them." <laughs> no. We'll, 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 what happens if he gets that many? Then what we'll do is we'll 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 go and find the the nearest Marine recruiter office and we'll just donate them to Toys for Tots. There you go. That's... If we can swing something for him, like on him like that. But um, of course, Larry Hama. I remember the first time uh, Larry Hama was which was Orlando 2004. That was very much a fanboy moment. You're like, almost, you know, Wayne and Garth, we're not worthy. (laughs) We're not worthy. (laughs) And he has really no time for any of that, really, that type of worship. He's he's very much, uh, this is my job. This is cool. uh, But, uh, you know, don't don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I got his autographs before. But the con to me is is after hours. Yeah. Everything you do after hours, I mean, that's where the legends are made. That's where that's where noted author James Cavanaugh got noted author status. I'm pretty sure, right, Mike? <laughs> no, that actually it's probably the one thing with his legend that is not connected to a convention, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
Again, if if you're gonna if you're gonna narrow it down, that's the one piece of the James Cavanaugh legend that has nothing to do with a convention. Everything else has is a convention. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be, that's... be it the the Joe Con or Coil Con or um, um, the old Joe Ohio meets or yeah, it, it just yeah. Yeah, we definitely preach that on our show. It, it it's not the con, it's the people. You know, I mean that's that's the best thing about it. I have made some of the best long distance friends in my life from going to cons. You know, uh, granted, it didn't hurt that they were listeners to begin with, and you know, we kind of entered with this pre-established relationship but if you're on the boards or you know if you're you know part of the community in any way uh, you know you're you have that opportunity to make long-lasting friendships you know and 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 the thing i say all the time is don't be on your phone don't you know, don't have your nose in a book. If you're mm-hmm. standing in line, that's your opportunity to turn around and say, Hey, how do you feel about the movie getting pushed back? That was shitty. Right. You know? And, and again, you're <laughs> going to get those people that you're like, uh, yeah, I'm going to get on my phone now, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> but you, you never know who you're going to discover, who, who's going to be in Colorado here on the mountains. We have a, we have a term called a single serving friend. And, uh, it's basically because the lift lines are so long, they run singles lines. So they'll have a single person fill in to, to max out the chairs all the way up the, the slopes. And, uh, so those single people you get either if you're a single or if they're filling in with a group of your friends, they're your single serving friends. And, uh, you know, because you have something in common, Hey, how's the snow? What, what run has been the best for you today? How are the trees? You know, that kind of stuff. You have something in common, a big thing in common with every single person at the event. You know, there's no excuse that you're not talking to somebody at every single point, except for during the panels. Don't talk to people during the panels, but every other point during the con, you know? Yeah, I, I, for most, I think, first time con goers, for for anybody who's really making this con their first one, I want to say a, a majority of those folks, the set matters, and that's why they decided to go. Now, going to my 10th one, they can reissue that Dreadnought Rampage one from 2004 in you know modern era construction, which was probably the worst of the sets they've done. <laughs> that set I was care. awesome. I you, know you, you like it, wrong. Billy Bob, Billy Bob Dreadnought, whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> they could reissue that, and I, I don't care. I'm, I'm not going for the set anymore. I'm going for the camaraderie and fun. You know, I think the first time you go, you got to go for something. If you, if you're not pulled in by the camaraderie, you're probably pulled in then by the set, and then the camaraderie builds upon you at that point. But that's 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 how it is for me, very much. You heard it here first on Open Your Toys. Uh, Gary is giving away his consent. <laughs> it means nothing to him. Did it say I'm giving it away? <laughs> it means I nothing to him. I got that it's, 2009 uh, set. That that's probably next to next to the bottom. 
I love the 2009 set. What are you talking I about? I the 2002 that- set. The 2009 set's like completely worthless. Except uh, the 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 nice thing about the 2009 set of the extra convention exclusives, which is like the Argen Seven. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was really cool. Well, and see, and and see, it, it's not set up yet. But my plan for one of my display shelves is a O-ring versus modern crimson uh, battle. So you've got Crimson Strike Team O-Ring, Crimson Strike Team Modern going at it. Half of his soldiers are bent over. (laughs) (laughs) They won't stand up or they're half falling apart. (laughs) They're basically just pushing on the forehead of the little one because they they can't reach him. They're just swinging at him. Poor O-Rings. Oh, well. All right. So besides the brochure, uh, whoa. Just one quick question, because we definitely got to move on. But uh, so Transformers, the customizing class sells out in 15 minutes. Um, and then those uh, the figures that are produced during the customizing class will easily go from about 500 to $1,000 on the secondary mm-hmm. market. Um, how Do you guys have any questions? idea have you looked into what the figures from the joe customizing classes go for on the secondary market does anyone even care with transformers people like some people consider that part of the convention set Mm -hmm. so if you don't have the customizing figure you don't have a complete set what what's been your experience with those it's completely different for, for Joe, and it's always been this case as long as Hasbro has been running the customization class or the custom class. Basically, they bring in a parts, a bit or a big bin of bits, parts, and you pick out your, your hands, your heads, your torsos, your accessories, your, your, your feet, legs, whatever, and you start assembling. You can't really do that so much with Transformers because I, I think of just the, the not, not an not an arm's not an arm on a transformer. Exactly. In other words. Yeah. Uh, so you really can't do that, and I can see how they would make them part of the set for transformer. Whereas Joe, it's a lot more random and a lot more options that you can execute to make the figure your own. Um, so the figures uh, are not necessarily part of the concept. The class is more part of the con experience and less of the concept. I think. Now, there's been talk, I've heard people saying that, you know, since it's been so big on the Transformer side, that they might make the, the Jokon custom class, you know, a custom part of the set. But I think it kind of defeats the past past classes they had where it's like, make whatever you want. And now all of a sudden you're coming in and say, well, we already got these pre-made arms, legs, torsos, heads, and arm uh, hands and feet. Just snap them together and paint them and you're done with it. I don't think a lot of the people would like that. Um, so I, 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 it's very much. And the nice, the cool thing about that box of bits is sometimes they have bits in there that haven't made its way out to retail. Uh, I know there was some Rise of Cobra body armor that showed up before that uh, didn't we didn't see in retail. There was some uh, the headgear which is going to be coming with uh, uh, Big Boa in the figure subscription service was also in the box of bits that people were pulling out. So they were finding little hidden treasures in that box that necessarily didn't make its way out to retail. Nice, nice. Yeah, and I like the more organic nature of that. I mean, that sounds a lot better. Again, that's for Transformers, you know, 
the big thing is is that people want to know when the registration goes live the second it goes live because of the customizing class so you know you had talked about you know that it might uh well i guess you're talking about the tours but you know it, it would it's interesting that you don't know whether the customizing class sold out or not because transformers it will be sold out in 15 minutes so i i definitely like that aspect of the jocon experience that it's but more we still a, not to interrupt you we still want to know the second registration goes up because it, it mike for your experience today and, and for everyone that wanted a golden ticket that's where the rush was today yep oh was the golden did the golden tickets sell out my understanding from reliable folks that I know that I've seen information from, yes. That's $38,000 the club picked up today. Wow. wow. On, on top of normal registrations like mine. Yeah. Because well, I, I don't care about the golden ticket stuff. But but um, Gary, who, who um, is, uh, will be financing his, his uh, daughter's college education... <laughs> Uh, on convention toys, uh, forty-eight thousand. Sorry, the the uh, the gold the golden ticket is important, especially because he's. I mean, she's looking at private schools. She's only eight, but she knows the score. <laughs> but um, but yeah, no. There's there's only seventy-five of those, and so they they go quick. Um, and and because uh, people, you know, they understand what a role the club is on with their product. Uh, they want to get in there. They want to be able to get triple uh, the uh, the convention exclusives um, and, and just turn around, sell them on eBay, and and pay for their their con experience. Yeah, that's that's been the big thing. While the Transformers exclusives always do really well, those Joe exclusives are just through the freaking roof, man. That Stinger from last year is just insane right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, the Stinger and the Water Moxon are nuts. Uh, the Python drivers are nuts. Um, I mean, really, it, it's it's any the the Leatherneck I've seen go for just crazy prices. Uh, the Sparta I've seen go for crazy prices. Go back There's even just, a couple of years ago, you got the uh, the Jump Two Pack from Atlanta. Holy, those are one hundred twenty five bucks a piece. Jesus, yeah, that's. I crazy. mean, it's. That's the one con I made it to before, by the way. So, so <laughs> Rowdy Roddy Piper carded four hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, I've got a I've got a complete set of twenty fifth anniversary, including the dial tone. I bought the dial tone from actually a employee of Fun Pub, um, and uh, that Rowdy Roddy Piper's the only one I'm missing. And the the biggest problem with that is. Every one I see on the secondary market is signed, and I yeah, don't want signed, and I don't want it, it yeah. signed. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I I I want it clean, and those are next to impossible. So, yeah, the club made forty sorry forty eight thousand dollars today by selling through that's six seventy five or excuse me six forty five times seventy five. Oh, so six forty five. Just do the math again times seventy five. Yeah, $48,375 they made today. Yeah, nice, nice chunk of change. Yeah, that's I mean, sure. I mean, it's one of those where it, it, it clearly that money's earmarked. It's not like they're just going to sit around and roll in a giant pile of money, Scrooge McDuck style. But if you think about it, 
in in thirty minutes they paid somebody's salary. Yeah. Well, for I the mean, year. I mean, it's it's just like Black Friday. You know, the the retail stores are are losing money the entire year until Black Friday and and the holiday season. You know, so this is. This has got to feel good for them every year. This, you know, this time between March and and July. So, well, they, let's face it; they need some good things to happen. We've been <laughs> we've been really club neutral on our site. We've, well, if anything, we've been kind of labeled as apologists. But really, it, you know, I I feel sorry for the guys, and it's I I know it's not a big operation, and it's hard work, especially when you're dealing with a, you know, a Fortune 500 type company like Hasbro. It's uh, constantly, you know, uh, in your ear. Uh, so let's get. Uh, I think today might be a, a good start of uh, some positive things to happen for them leading up into Joe Con and maybe a little bit thereafter by getting this new system in- integrated and you know getting a nice cash injection today that you know might even when it's all said and done with be you know a six figure day for them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, and I, I'm going to even go ahead and compliment that that very system that they had in place today. I had no problems getting getting registered none even with all the the traffic that was un- undoubtedly happening on their, their and you were doing it on a, on a pad I, I was on a i was on a, a i was on my android tablet nice and nice. i had no problem i was i was done with it in less than four minutes huh. yeah and i was uh i posted a couple uh i posted a question about loose sets available with non-attendee packages and uh so i was kind of monitoring their facebook and and even their facebook had like two people on there saying oh i got you know i got a 500 error or you know that kind of stuff so i was really impressed with that so that's good. After that long wait, I'm glad that finally registration went up. It went smoothly for, it seemed like, most of the people out there, if not 99% of them. I'm, I'm glad you guys got registered. I'm glad that you guys are going to have at least three, of, uh, three or four of your core crew representing your coverage. And, and that's, that's what we really want to do. We want to promote your coverage of JoeCon because... You guys well, we'll, are where we'll I'm going to be. We'll be able to sub noted author James Cavanaugh in for Chuck. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we plan on trying to do one record every day while we're down there. <laughs> trying to do one record every day while we're down there. And like I uh, said, don't feel bad if you can't do it because. Uh, you know, I try to do coverage down there, but it's also my vacation too, and I'm sure you guys feel the same way. Well, it, this is my tenth show, and there's only. So many times you can see Kirk Bogzigian talk, <laughs> and you know he's mixed it up in the past. And I don't mean that as a negative thing, but the, but really for the longest time his presentation was the same. The same thing with Larry, his presentation was the same. Yeah, you know Neil Ross. I, I think you know well, we just had an interview with him. Yeah. Um, so I kind of well, like I mean the, first some of the stories, but I might go back and see that one. But for me, yeah, a lot of these. There's a couple of things that I absolutely will not miss: the club roundtable, the Hasbro roundtable, and and the IDW roundtable are the ones that I absolutely, positively will not miss. But the rest, I mean, it, it, I'm just down there to to hang out with the buds, and and you know the the funny thing is, is you have people like our sponsors, uh, Joe Armory and and Kokomo Toys. They're getting tables, and they're like, "You're coming to our table to record, right?" 
<laughs> That's awesome. And it's not like live AM radio where we're like, hey, we're on location. Come on down, get a free set of tires. You know, anything like that. We're, you know, we're, we're you know, we're, we're going to record this. So it's really, it's really no promotion built into it where you can say, say the magic word and get 50% off, you know, anything like that. So <laughs> we're, they're like, yeah, you got to come and record at our table. And I don't, I don't know if that will drive them traffic their way. I hope so. But, you know, we, we have, you know, every day we have a place that someone wants us to be to record. I nice. think it's kind of cool, actually. No, that is. That's awesome. And, and you will draw attention. I mean, you you guys know, at least, and again, this was Kansas City, so I'm sure it wasn't nearly as big as Orlando or, or you know, bigger destinations like that. But the the dealer room is not that big. You know, I, I think if people have gone to, you know, you know their their city cons like if they've ever been to c2e2 or wizard world or you know anything like that the, uh, those are massive yeah forward. exactly I multi mean, multi ballroom fill up an entire conference center yes yeah and i Jump mean so bot cons again I'm comparing Kansas City to five different botcons. Botcon will be bigger. I, yeah, I will yeah, give Yeah, botcons was twice as large as Joe's. But, so, I mean, yeah, you you see you guys with a bunch of headphones on and mics and stuff like that. It's going to draw. And, again, the, the community is so tight-knit. I mean, it it's literally, like, if you're a Star Wars fan, you've, you've heard of the Force Cast. Because that's what every big name in Star Wars does interviews with. And and that's what you guys are, you know. You are the fan cast for G.I. Joe. So I, I'm right there with those dealers. I, I If I had a booth there, I'd be like, oh, yeah, you're recording here. You're going to record here <laughs> Friday afternoon when the, you know, when there's undivided traffic in the showroom you know there's no panels going on there there's some autograph sessions but it's literally the the showroom is the only place to be on friday afternoon all right so there's joe con wow we we might split that off into its own show now Um, but let's go ahead and cover some of our other con news, and we might be able to uh, spread some knowledge to you guys since you've shared all your knowledge with us. Uh, next up, PowerCon slash ThunderCon is coming to L.A. on, on September 22nd and 23rd. And uh, this is the brainchild of Val Staples, the uh, proprietor of HeMan.org. And their guest list is just ridiculous. So, again, you guys know BotCon, JoeCon draws, you know, it, it draws about four or five big names. And then you, you've got some artists. And then, of course, you've got individual companies representing their products. But, uh, I mean, this guest list right now, it's at 22 guests. And they're all voice actors. They're all like concept artists, um, people that wrote mini comics back in the day. It's just ridiculous. We're not even going to touch on each individual person. Um, but definitely hit up our show notes if you want to see that. Um, your guys' favorite, Transformers Tokyo Toy Show on June 14th through the 17th. Um <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't be putting words into our mouth. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, I'll just roll right over that and not let it. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine that's pretty big in Tokyo, though. It, they like it, their robots over there. It definitely is. It, it's, it's, it's one of those things we 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 do we we have certain roles that we play. Although Gary's hatred of Transformers is real. <laughs> Oh no, you can't you can't hide his hatred. <laughs> it's a running joke among other things in our show, yes. <laughs> running gags on our program? No, we have none. That's a no. <laughs> no. Um with this we are getting a clear Transformers Prime Optimus Prime Voyager size there. And then we are finally getting something that Takara slash Hasbro has been promising us forever. We are getting a black classic slash United Optimus Prime. So for Transformers collectors, this is a very exciting day. Uh, CapturedPrey.com actually has pre-orders up for these exclusives already at a mere hundred bucks a piece which is a very good price considering these are limited edition show exclusives from so all the way across if, the if pond. If I can cut you off for a second, Slick. Definitely. What, um, why, are these, why are these so sought after? Why, why have these been promised for so long and not delivered, and why is it such a big deal now? Well, the, the clear Transformers Prime Optimus Prime is, is brand new, so that, that one's kind of, eh. But the uh, Black Optimus Prime, it's it's been a tradition in Transformerdom uh, to have a black repaint of Optimus Prime. And it, it basically there are many different uh, many different characters that this is, encompasses. This one specifically is an homage to the Scourge character from uh, one of their storylines. And basically, anytime you get an Optimus Prime, you can expect a black repaint of it and it to be a, a certain character. Um, the Classics and United line is the line for collectors nowadays. It's, it's the homage line to the vintage Transformers. So this is one of the most revered molds for Optimus Prime. And then on top of that, you tack on the whole it's black, it's cool thing. <laughs> Don't you know, Mike? If you can see through it, it's cool too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just saying, does, does it have like a Slayer logo on it somewhere? <laughs> no. The, no heavy like metal a Van Halen logos. Zeppelin on there or something? You know? <laughs> Um, but this one, they actually, about uh, three years ago, again, it, I'm sure you guys heard is, uh, you know, the, the whole thing with Geyer Viper and Joe Declassifieds it is, it is a pretty unique thing in, in the G.I. Joe community. In the Transformers community, this stuff gets leaked as soon as it rolls off the line. There's a cell phone shot of some guy holding a figure that we haven't even heard about yet that shows up on the news sites. Um, so there were pictures of this guy about three years ago. We never heard anything official from Hasbro or Takara, and, and now we're finally getting it. So 
that's that's kind of where where the interest in this at least is coming in yeah that that's actually what's amazed me about about the joe community and, and the more i've learned um because it's really your podcast um that that really gave me the insight into gary goggles and where you know like it blew my mind that he wasn't even collecting three years ago, you know, and now, you know, because he's got his contacts, you know, he's like this source of information because transformers, you've got five different reviewers that have figures, uh, on YouTube that, that aren't due out for a year, you know? So it's, Mm. it's weird how there's a difference there and you know, it's the same sort of situation. It's, it's factories in China pumping these out. And if you can get an inside source and, you know, and get somebody that'll pull one off the line for you, you've got the in, you've got 10,000 YouTube views, you know? Well, the, the Joe, there, there has been a long, a long kind of quiet tradition of, of Joe collectors, and Mike knows what I'm talking about, and we've had some of them on the show, the Pat Stewarts and and the Kevin Watts and those type of guys that have been collectors of of some of the the hidden gems from China, if we want to call it. And a lot of us, and I and I'm I'm that way too. I've I've certainly been involved in the last six or seven years with getting a lot of that type of stuff from from uh, from China. It you know it was a lot of it was like it was kind of kept in closed circles. And I think a lot of it had to do with early on there were some folks that would um, – and again, you, you can reverse engineer or make a custom of a Joe a lot easier than you can of a Transformer. And so someone would get pictures of someone's one you know, one of maybe a half dozen prototypes painted up, put it on eBay using their picture. Yeah. And, and then they could say, hey, this is, this is legitimate Action Force, Z-Force, Bombardier figure. And, and it, I found it in, you know, in someone's yard sale in the middle of, you know, middle America. I'm like, huh, an action force figure in the middle of America? Whatever. But still, you, you would have a lot of that. So a lot of us would keep the pictures kind of close-knit. And then you get into the whole thing where someone would say, oh, that's a custom. Yeah. And after a while, just like, fine. You don't believe me? That's fine. And it's just also like when I post something online, I don't post a receipt because, <laughs> you know, a receipt or it didn't happen. You, you believe me or not, most of the time I steal it. But anyways, you know. <laughs> Ultimately, this, this isn't so much about belief. It's, it's more Gary's shoplifting problem. <laughs> and, and, with, and with Justin, it's like, you know who I am? I'm Justin Bell, you know. <laughs> I'm Justin fucking Bell. <laughs> No, and that's that is what's been that is what's been really illuminating to me is is that this kind of stuff has been happening in the Joe community. It's just it it's very it's kept on the down low. Whereas the Transformers community is literally like first, you know, kind of thing. It, it as soon as something as soon as anybody knows anything about anything, they want to you know front page it kind of shit so yeah and, that, and that's kind of where where gary made his splash not 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 our gary here but uh, gary head um in that he was you know he he really didn't do all this stuff before so he didn't know that the, that the quiet under you know, the quiet <laughs> swagger was the way that the joe community went 
but but to his credit, it's also it, it. I mean, it's been gangbusters. The guy has really. I mean, he's brought more to light. Th- that, yeah. I, I mean, can't cannot give the man enough credit for for all that he has just dragged out of of the deep dark dank closets around the world for this hobby to to learn about. And and, and he they does are it. Dank closets and drawers, man. Yeah, and um, and. You know, we're all we're all better for knowing the stuff that he's found, and and um, he catches a lot of flack for it. You know, people think he's a grandstander, and people think he's this, and people think he's that. And truth be I told, have, he is. But I mean, he he <laughs> is. But but I've I, I have met very few people in this hobby that he's are all cheap. about that are all about having fun like Gary Head is about having fun with toys. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we were talking the other the other night. Uh, he'll be with us at uh, at our coil con in uh, Kokomo, Indiana, uh, September 9th. Mark it down. <laughs> and um, but um, you know, he just like and, and you know, we've just figured he'd be there. He'd have a he'd have a booth set up with some of his various stuff, and you know, he'd be there to to take pictures and talk to people like he like he did last year. No, he's talking about like organizing games <laughs> to win San Diego Comic Con stuff. Or like, I'm just sitting there. I was, I was dumbfounded. I was just sitting there going, "Crap! You you have to be kidding me!" I mean, it's like it, it just this. He's just this this whirlwind of activity all the time. And that's fine. I'm gonna win it anyways. I'm, I'm not Debbie. picking the numbers this year. I'm not picking the numbers this year. <laughs> Debbie will win it. Watch her. She'll win it. La- last year's uh, last year's coil con. Uh, still in. Um, yeah, but last the first year I don't feel responsible for. <laughs> uh, but last year there was the, the the main grand prize at the end. I was, of course, you know, putting my my talents as a loudmouth jackass to good use at the at the prize table, uh, pulling out raffle tickets. And whose whose ticket do I pull out at the end for the the main prize? But Gary's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing that uh, you know Debbie is not, shall we say, um. Uh, no, those Ariana's are hanging on her wall, by the way. <laughs> you know, we're, Mind we're, you, she calls us her house. But anyways. <laughs> she, she's not what we would call a completist. <laughs> um, we kind of know where, where those uh, San Diego Comic-Con Zoranas went. And, um, and frankly, I, I've, I've felt legitimate guilt about this ever since. And uh, so I've decided to, to let our president... Uh, Mr. John Cremines, he will be pulling our grand prize this year because usually when John pulls the grand prize, he pulls my ticket. <laughs> so uh, you know, we'll we'll just go with that. But yeah, I have. Uh, but this was this was after the debacle of the first year when when somebody pulled Gary's ticket out of the hat, and and you know, oh, that was uh, that was in the middle of of Engine Gate. So I was actually not at the first Coilcon. I probably did more to. It was funny. I probably did more to help organize the first one than I did the second one, but I was at the second one and not the first. One. <laughs> Worthless. Damn Holy. cars. Completely. Oh god, can't can't live with them, can't strangle them and leave them dead in an alley. Now, let me let me ask you a question on PowerCon. Uh-huh. How are they now voice actors they do, do they necessarily have uh, an appearance fee or are they doing this for free or i know have it in l is it in la right yeah it's in la I, I imagine that helps out a little bit but I, you know I, i'm looking at this power con's only been around for a short time and this is pretty impressive joe con and only get a couple 
voice talents a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is its second year. Um, it, and literally their guests are, I, I would say they're on track to double the amount of guests that they have. Uh, they had last year and, and I don't, I don't know how they're doing it again, uh, whether they're actually paying some people, if some people are just willing to show up. Um, I know like uh, autographs weren't being charged for, you know, because that's the big thing with Star Wars conventions is every single person signing sells their autograph for a minimum of 20 bucks a piece. You know, so that's, that's, I think, how they get a lot of their talent out there without a lot of investment. Um, I know Val, he's, he's been, you know, part of the, the business side of Masters of the Universe, you know, for 10 years now. So I don't know if, if a lot of these people are, are, friends slash acquaintances doing things as a favor, you know, uh, you know, doing things on promise of, Hey, when we get big, we will pay you or what, you know, but yeah, I mean, this year's guest list is just, it's, it's incredible. I've never seen anything of a con their size draw the type of guests that they're getting. It's only 30 bucks to go for both days. Yeah, exactly. Wow. You know, and they, they have, they have, uh, you know, they have roast Google packages where you can have dinner with all the guests and, you know, they have extra special packages, but yeah, you can, as far as I know, you can get in and, and even like, this was surprising to me. I never realized this after five years of attending, that general admission people can't get into panels at BotCon or JoeCon. That blew my mind. They're I, not supposed to, but a lot of times the room is not even packed, so they're allowed to kind of sneak their way in, so to speak, in. type thing. I, uh, the, the thing is, yeah, you have to buy at JoeCon. You have to, and I'm not bad mouthing anything. I'm just saying how it is. You know, you, you got to buy a, a, a bracelet to get autographs. Which is like a twenty dollar bracelet, and then you then you can go get Larry Hama's autograph. Yeah, and I can, um, and I can see autographs, but the panels, yeah. like you say, those panel rooms are never filled. Yeah. I mean, every venue I've ever been at at a at a fun pub event has has only yep. ever been three quarters of the way full, and that's the Hasbro panel. You know. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, let's go ahead and, and move on here. We've got TF Con in uh, uh, Mississauga, Ontario. Uh, that's July 27th and 29th. Um, Bob Bodiansky and Scott McNeil will be attending that. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with Bob Budiansky, he has actually wrote a, a majority of bios for the original transformers here in America. Um, he also, uh, we, we have a Bob Budiansky story, don't we Gary from when Larry Hama was on? Yeah, I think we did. Yeah. I was going to say we do. He, he's kind of the Larry Hama of the transformers world. So please, if you've got a story, we would love to hear it. Well, it was, it was one of those where, um, um, you know, Larry w- w- also wrote the the file cards for the the Joe toys, and of course he he was paid X amount per per file card, just just as a 
you know, a matter of a matter of fact, that was his going rate for doing them. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't some crazy sum of money. Uh, I don't think Larry gave us the the exact sum, but basically, uh, Bob was was uh, was kind of strutting around the the Marvel office one day because he got a similar deal uh, to to do the Transformer cards. Only it was, you know, he was he was very proud of doing it for about a third of as much. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so when the time when the time came to to you know um, show your cards. He he wasn't very happy the rest of that day. <laughs> so, <laughs> but again, you can find that on our uh, what what special edition is that, Gary? That would probably be special edition number seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, of the Larry Hama episode. For the record, I think I remain the only person who, uh, upon meeting Larry Hama for the first time, said, "Hey, aren't you that guy from Mash?" <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> And I don't know if he remembers that, but he had a good laugh at it at the time. I know that one. <laughs> yeah, my uh, I met him in 2009. He he went to that JoeCon, and uh, and I unfortunately didn't have a very good experience with him. But it was towards the end of his autograph session, and just like any of any of the voice actors or any of the talent, that kind of stuff you sign autographs for two hours and like you say you just have people fawning over you and just yeah. treating you like a deity I, i'm sure it gets kind of old and and i'm sure i did the same thing i did with him i did with colin the first time i met him i was just like oh. do you remember was, do you remember the, uh, the go ahead mike go ahead i was just thinking because the first night in Atlanta, Atlanta in, in 2007 was the con that I was at uh, prior to, to the coming one. Um, and the first night in Atlanta, we were all at a at a bar across the street from the hotel, and it was just jammed up, and and you really you could barely move, and um, and I just kind of stumble into this group, and and uh, you know like Larry was in there trying to just just to enjoy a beer, and he was just having the, these this particular group of, of fans just hovering around him. And I saw that he was going from, from corner to corner in this bar. And these, these same five guys were just following him everywhere. <laughs> and, and they were, they were so engrossed in the fact that they were telling Larry Hama stories that they didn't pay any attention that, to the fact that Larry, Larry wasn't paying any attention to them whatsoever and was really just trying to get away. And to the point where I, I just, I, I asked, after watching this for a while, and of course, you know, I'm I'm out there mingling around and, and doing my own thing for a while, and it was kind of like they came back to me, and I, I just and and I just kind of look over and 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 I I nudge Larry in the arm and say, Jesus, this guy's still talking, and he kind of laughed about it, and so I, I bought Larry a beer, and um and that was kind of the end of that. I mean, it was really about the only the only interaction I had with him uh, for most of the weekend. Uh, there were a couple of times I was hanging out with Justin a lot that weekend. And so, like Larry knows Justin fairly well, and so there was the occasional, you know, I would I'd be hanging around with Justin, kind of give him the the point and nod, you know, bro high every so often the rest of the weekend. But um, but I understand how that goes because people people will probably be hunting us down and, and asking for autographs all weekend, so we'll know what he's like. Well, Especially I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be nothing like the Joe Customs guys that was following Larry. I mean, whoops, did I say Joe Customs? I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a uh, you know, especially since I was also the voice of of Snake Eyes on the old Sunbow cartoon. 
Uh, Not too the, many the people know st- that, but I, I do drag that out to to uh, to get beer at conventions. <laughs> That's a funny story I have about Larry, and it, it's very much I kind of kind of echoes what you were saying, uh, Slick, about uh, you kind of ran into him and you just didn't seem to be on it that day or at that time. Uh, you know those in the if you've been to the conventions, you might have seen the the card art being passed around that uh, Larry could sign. It had Larry's picture, of the file card. Yeah, yeah, that's Every- actually one of the things I had him sign that year. <laughs> uh, noted author James Cavanaugh is responsible for that. That's kind of an idea he and I came up with to kind of put out autograph cards, and on the back it says Coil Club for kind of our local collectors club. And so we came up to to Larry to say, hey, you know, what do you think of it? You know, we're the ones that kind of are a little responsible for this type thing. And he's like, uh, looks nothing like me. <laughs> and, 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 and just kind of left it at that as, and then went back to sketching his little, you know, little picture that he was sketching for somebody of Snake Eyes. And that's that was it. And then me and James kind of look at each other like, wow, what a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> but really... It was the end of the day, and I think he is. We, my, my, I think it's a little bit opinion to change him a lot. I mean, he came on the show, and he was really cool about that. Uh, multiple times he's come on the show, but I, I got a really chance to to get up close with him at Rollout Roll Call because I was one of the guests, and he was one of the guests, and James was one of the guests, and so we we're all kind of at dinner, and you know, for the longest time, he didn't know James was the guy that dressed up in the funky unit outfits that, that Joe Conn always won the contest. <laughs> And he's like, that's you. <laughs> and you watch him kind of scoot away from James a little bit. But uh, it, by the end of the weekend, you know, it was, you know, he was actually calling us by our names. And he, he drew me an awesome, awesome sketch of uh, Snowjob, my, my favorite Joe. I just said, you know, what would you do? And most of the time he was just drawing, you know, just, uh, the, you know, the head to toe type sketches. Yeah. Nothing, nothing else fancy. He had he he put in a not only snow job but he had him had a foot up on the battle bear. He drew the battle bear. Nice. And nice. it had had a little caption that says Yo Gary. So I was like that that's cool and that's that's something treasured and that goes on one of those things that if my house is burning down that's what I'm taking when I'm running out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's my Larry Hamill experience. We we we, we could continue. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean that's uh, I mean that's the main thing for for every bad experience that a, ha- a fan has with talent, you know, there's twenty other good experiences. So if anybody listening, you know, has that bad experience, that's not what that person is like all the time. You know, you you caught him on a bad day. We're all human. You know, everybody, everybody has a bad time. Everybody's tired. Everybody gets grumpy, you know, unless Mrs. you're Seth Green. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we then have. you just end up on my shit list. <laughs> Seth yeah. Green was grumpy to you. Oh, dude. <laughs> I want to get him on the show sometime. I know he's a big Joe collector, but if he's going to be grumpy, I don't know. No, and again, no, he it, was. He, he, we caught him at a bad time, but he also caught, caught us at a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. We caught him off the clock, but we couldn't catch him on the clock because his line was mismanaged, and we know we know that's not his fault whatsoever, but yeah, it, it was one of those things. It was it a was, debacle. Yeah. It, it's, it was one of those things. He was getting free fucking toys from Hasbro. Hasbro had him at its booth, like, showering him with toys, and and he couldn't take a minute out to sign Mrs. McFavorite's uh, robot chicken. No, we were trying to get him to sign your robot chicken nerd oh, figure. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
But oh. anyways, enough Man. griping about those people. <laughs> <laughs> we got a travesty and a sham and a mockery. <laughs> it was a travesty sham mockery. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so we've got Star Wars Celebration 6 coming up at, back in good old Orlando, Florida on August 23rd through the 26th. They have announced their first and second round of guests, so uh, probably the one I'm most excited about, just because he wasn't there when we went to Celebration 5, was uh, Ian McDermott. So I just love the story there that he was actually the emperor in Return of the Jedi, and then, but with just tons of funky makeup on, oh. and then he, they brought him back, you know, what was that, 15 years later, yeah, to be the soon-to-be Emperor in the prequels, so. Mm-hmm. Now, did you go to the celebrations in Indianapolis? Uh, no, no, I, I've only been to one, which was okay. here in Denver, and then okay. uh, and then we did five uh, back in, what was that, 2010? Well, this is sick. And they do it, oh, they're doing yeah. it every two years, so yeah, it would yeah. have been 10. Not, I'm like, and this been. is <laughs> Yeah. Was, wasn't is, sure if you got a chance to visit our fine city yet. No, I've actually, I've never been. Although I heard, uh, I heard one of the years it was out there that it was like miserable weather. Um, heat? It had to be heat. No, I think it was uh, winter or not winter. Really? It was like early spring, so it was rain or something. Oh, probably rain, rain, rain. Yeah. Okay. But we had the same thing here. We had we had MudCon here for Celebration 1. It rained the entire weekend, and it was on our military base out here. So mm-hmm. only the buildings were on concrete, nothing else. So the entire <laughs> dealer room was a tent. So, I mean, the edges, oh, wow. of, yeah, the edges around the entire dealer room were just six inches of mud. All the way around. That's awesome. Yeah, Denver's awesome. <laughs> well, it's it's a shame that you're gonna visit Indianapolis, so we'll just send you Peyton Manning. Well, and hopefully, hey, has thanks. It... By the way, <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. Good that luck. Awesome. Let's hope he doesn't get injured. <laughs> <laughs> the Broncos luck. Turning, yeah, turning his tail on the man who put Indianapolis on the map. <laughs> It, Look, man, the, the Colts are not going to be any good for a few years. So you could you could at least you could at least give the kind shoulder, if not the cold shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> they named the Children's Hospital after him, Gary. The Children's Hospital. Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't thinking of the children. I'm sorry. Yeah, what's I'm funny is the children. <laughs> The reason that the Super Bowl was in that town this past year is because of that man's right arm. You can you can be a little bit nice to the Broncos for a couple years. He's thirty six. He's a he's a senior citizen in NFL terms. You can That's be a little true. nice I, I like for a couple Tebow. years. Is he really your age? Yeah, a couple no. years, Gary. That's all. Okay. You're gonna buy his jersey anyway. No, I'm not. I'm going to go back to wearing yes, my Brett are. Favre jersey. No. You own a Brett Favre Jets jersey. You're going to buy a Peyton Manning Broncos jersey. Don't try and tell me you're not. You have a jersey for everybody. 
see and what's hilarious is uh growing up in new mexico uh everybody's either at least at that time everybody was either a raiders 49ers uh cowboys or a broncos fan so i went with the saints which had the worst record in the league when i was when i was 13 back in 1986 and uh and you guys either oh How's your season going to go? I want to thank you guys for playing the 2013 NFL season. Good night. (laughs) (laughs) But so, so my primary joy during football season living in Denver is rooting against the Broncos. I don't give a shit what team they're playing. I'm just rooting against well, I mean, them wherever you, I'm you'll at. Agree. You'll agree, though, that, that if you've won a Super Bowl in the last five years, you really have no room to complain. Exactly. Oh, no, trust and, me. Because my team's won two, so I really have no room to complain. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I saw and that shit coming. <laughs> it's just sad to find you know, out that, be, that the Saints um, That would be the New York reason. Giants, who have twice defeated the New England Patriots in Super Bowls in, in recent seasons. Most recently, of course, this past season uh, in Super Bowl Forty Six by the score of of twenty one to, to seventeen. Yeah, and I I'm all for that because uh, their first loss, I won a three quarter football pool uh, uh, pool at the party I was at. So I walked away with like a hundred and forty dollars that night. That There's first some Super toys. Bowl. There's some yeah. toys right there. Sweet. Yeah, I, that was. That didn't even make it past the Walmart on the way home, did it? <laughs> I was. The, he was so drunk he walked home like five miles. Yeah, I was so drunk and so like on cloud nine from winning all the money. I just like I can walk home. He walked straight hey, past the only light rail. Thirty degrees. <laughs> hey, I mean, really, the fact that he only walked home. There was a state of drunk, and I mean, two were the two adjectives that you might you, you generally feel a little little queasy about combining on somebody else are drunk and elated (laughs) so the fact that he only walked home eh, win (laughs) the best part was when he uh when he told me i was like i'll just come pick you up where are you at and he told me he was on one street when he was actually on a completely different street (laughs) (laughs) and that's before you could find him on his phone Yeah. Yeah. I drove up and down this one street like five times. He's like, if you get to Evans, you've gone too far. I got to Evans like five times. I'm like, you asshole. (laughs) So go Giants. (laughs) All right. Let's get on to Comic-Con here. Uh, Resale of badges are coming up soon. If you're not familiar with Comic-Con allows you to purchase badges and return them if you don't need them. And so every year they have a resale badge uh, uh, sale. And that is going to come up. They said it will not happen over the holiday weekend, so you don't need to be watching your computers. Um, But it will happen very soon afterwards. And this has just gotten to be ridiculous. Uh, Like I say, we've gone the last five years and and we've been able to do that because we have friends out there that we can stay with uh and the friend that i stay with has gone for almost the last 11 years he's missed one or two intermittently and he was not able to get passes this year he was on he was online when they went on sale got in the waiting room 
didn't do the refresh, didn't do anything, and wasn't able to get passes. So if you want to go to Comic-Con this year, make sure you're on, I mean, literally split second, split second is the difference on whether you'll get a badge or not this year. Um, We'll definitely be posting it on our Twitter feed as soon as Comic-Con announces it. Um, And they, they'll give you, they'll usually in the past, at least they've given you about an hour's notice saying, Hey, the badges are going to go on sale at this time. So if you haven't got a member ID, make sure you go to Comic-Con, comic-con.org uh, to get your member ID. Sign up for it now. You cannot get badges unless you have a member ID. And I think that's going to close on the 27th. So, uh, let's see, 25th, 26th, so on Sunday. So, make sure you've done it before then. Um, We have gotten some exclusives already from there. So, Maddie Collector has posted uh, some of their exclusives, not quite all of them. Uh, You guys Masters fans at all? Well, remember one line, one line, one wife. That's that's kind of what it is here. <laughs> my oh, so one line. Okay, so Mike, do you collect anything other than Joe? I have, uh, you know, I actually do dabble a little bit in Transformers. I have a couple of couple of entries from the uh, from the classics line, just kind of filling in holes that I, I didn't buy when I was a wee child. But um, but honestly, I I kind of like I I didn't even collect Masters as a kid. I have I have the the show that I watched sometimes as a child to to fall back on any knowledge I have of Masters of the Universe. And Gary, anything from a kid even? Um, no, I never really got on the Masters at all as a kid. Uh, but I did do a little bit of uh, Transformers as a kid, and I did dabble in the Marvel Universe before it just started getting <laughs> too much one one wave a month. Uh, wife's like, you need to make a choice. Yeah, yeah. That line, that She's got to teach me the ways. <laughs> no, I think Gary's just a better man than I am. I literally See, like. I know, Mike will debate I, I, that. I, I was married once upon a time, and and actually, the, the fact that I managed to, I I was married to a gigantic dork, so I was the one that used to have to say, "Come on, really? Can we? Can we just?" Kind of bring the focus into maybe two or three lines of action figures. Can we just kind of <laughs> can we narrow it down just a little bit? And and as such, I'm single today. <laughs> so, yeah, as recognized by two states. Yeah, Mrs. McFavorite. As a, as, as a matter of uh, of public record in Jackson <laughs> County, Missouri. <laughs> so, and I believe the Archdiocese of Kansas City as well. <laughs> yeah, you need the archdiocese to sign off. Shamey, shamey. I mean, they did. So I did. The arch, the archdiocese actually wrote me a very complimentary letter saying, "Yeah, this Good this is on you." Yeah, they, they, they said, "Yeah, this this one isn't on you." I'm like, hey, thanks, uh, thank you, sister. Uh, that works for me. <laughs> thank you, Father. You're forgiven already. So, hey. <laughs> So I uh, I bring that framed letter along on every date I go on. <laughs> and um, uh, 
Gary loves it when I bust out new material. <laughs> oh, it's good. It's good. It's good. Anyways, what's after Comic Con? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, we're talking about exclusive toys. We're talking about exclusive toys. Yeah, Maddie. When, when you get to Hasbro, we'll we'll we'll, we'll perk up a little bit. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Mattel's exclusives this year, Masters of the Universe. We've got uh, Vicron, which is essentially. Uh, it, it not necessarily a three pack. It's one figure that has three different outfits. And so um, basically these are the three concept figures that the original designer came up with. And so the original concept for He-Man would be that uh, he would be a barbarian, but then he would also have these other outfits that he could change into. Very 70s, very Mego style. So we've got uh, Vicron in barbarian. We've got Vicron in military garb. And we've got Vicron in sci-fi garb. Vicron the uh, bi- barbarian looks constipated. I did not. I did not know this about He Man. I will have to. I will have to look this up. Yeah. So now, it's he all- has a he has a U.S. military star on him. Now, how is that part of Eternia? <laughs> <laughs> That's his military outfit because this is before Eternia was even established. So this is back yeah. when they were uh, just using the molds from the Big Jim line. Okay. So, in, in the concept, in the concept phase, uh, he was just from Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> where, where they have was he alive? Was he alive for the Cornhuskers? <laughs> they have uh, military, sci-fi, and barbarian themes in Nebraska, so that was where he was from. His, and, that's, and that went out, that was the the nineteen seventy seven offensive line for the Cornhuskers, wasn't it? His yes, si- yes. Yeah. Uh, you'll see a uh, Vicron number seventy seven um, in the yearbook that year. <laughs> his sci-fi See, outfit stuff. definitely uh harkens back to the, the corn huskers uh, uh color scheme at least so that it's definitely a possibility you know i, I see i know stuff so i knew when i was a kid there wasn't there wasn't any way shape or form you were dragging me into fisto's forest i knew that as a kid <laughs> <laughs> I just remember being about uh, seven or eight years old and seeing that title come on the screen and going, you know what? I'm better off not knowing this one. <laughs> I am better off not watching this episode. And I, I think, um, I think, I think Jason the Wheeled Warriors was on another channel at the same time. So I think that was what I watched that day. <laughs> that probably. I grew up in like New York. We were a little old for our age. I was going to say seven years old, really. <laughs> Yeah, we were we were a smart ass streetwise bunch. I'll give us that. <laughs> um, so we did get a video from. We were a joy, a joy. I tell you, <laughs> my second grade teacher, God rest her soul. So I just watched uh, uh, Rocky Five the other day. So Sweet. Uh, it, was that kind of how you were? Every kid had a hustle. Were you beating kids up for their jackets and stuff? No, it wasn't so much that we were beating kids up. It was kind of funny because uh, we we did we did rumble a few times. Uh, I went to the public school, um, and and like the 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 
private school kids had a bus stop that was right outside of our schoolyard. Oh, shit. And so, like, we'd, we'd be there playing football or something, and they would just get off the bus and decided they wanted, a couple times, they just decided they wanted to fight the, the, the public school kids. And, of course, these were private school kids, and so we would destroy them. <laughs> and uh, not not a single time was a, was a was a single private school kid sent home without tears in his eyes. But they kept coming. Like we would just be playing football, and they'd come out and they'd push somebody over, and it would be on. So I, I again, I it was a strange place. <laughs> it was a strange Long Island. Is it's 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 anytime somebody tells you a story about crazy shit happening on Long Island, you believe them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we did get a video from. Uh, <laughs> what happened to this show? This was such a nice show. <laughs> who, who let me on this show? <laughs> it was the guy yeah, that said that we don't one. edit what anything. <laughs> yeah, I think Jessica's uh, rethinking the whole editing stuff. <laughs> oh, this is gold. You got to keep this. This is gold. <laughs> Uh, Keep the part about Fisto's forest. <laughs> no, that is gold. I think. I think we'll. Uh, if we ever do a soundboard, that'll definitely go on that soundboard. That's. <laughs> I got a soundboard. It works out really well, especially if you don't want Justin. I was going to say the 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 Justin soundboard was priceless. That's for sure. <laughs> we could. We could have Justin on with us tonight if you'd like. Uh, that might be. That might be doable, but well, you know, we'll, we'll, is there anything else for, <laughs> trying to get the show going? Is yeah, there anything else from Comic Con that I want to buy? Yeah, <laughs> we've got uh, pictures of uh, Jinx in hand here from uh, uh, from Gary Head. Speaking of, well, I don't. Yep, from Gary Head. So um, I assume you guys have been able to take a look at these. Yeah, I, I, I saw it posted to some hack site somewhere. I forget where that was though. <laughs> Um, generaljoes.com uh, slash chuckdog1999 oh good I was hoping we would get that soundbite on our show <laughs> well you know here's one for you you know Hasbro sucks <laughs> Justin Bell ladies and gentlemen Justin Bell <laughs> now the one thing I don't like about it is I don't like the uh, double cantana holder we're getting i much prefer the backpack style of the vintage i mean what do you what are you guys thoughts here on uh these in-hand pictures of uh of uh red pajamas jinx i'm gonna agree with you there mm-hmm. yeah i agree with you there I, I think the backpack would have been uh would have been kind of neat um you know, I don't mind the I don't mind the different alterations uh, to the uniform. I, I think you know a, a little bit of an update's Christ. okay. Sorry, but uh, oh, you're fine. What what happened? <laughs> our friend, out? our friend just showed up about an hour after he was supposed to be here, as you can tell from our viciously ferocious dog. This is uh, this is. This guy runs a comic shop right by our house. He's coming by. He's going to do a segment on the show because he's going to be doing a... We're going to be giving away an entire run of uh, the free comic book day comics. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, he's here. He's here to announce that contest. But, sorry. 
if the if my wife can keep her dog quiet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dog's noisy, so it's her dog. <laughs> but uh, okay, so yes, go ahead. So you you don't have a problem that it's not identical to the yeah yeah. The I don't original. I don't have a problem with the you know like the exposed neck or whatever. That that's fine. I, I'm okay with some things being a little bit different. It is not 1986 after all. Exactly. But um, but the 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 I thought I I'd, I'd have thought the backpack would have been kind of neater. I, I I'm not a big fan of just the. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of just the scabbards on their own. I like yeah. having I like having backpacks with figures, but you know that maybe that, that maybe that's just me. What do you think, Gary? Uh, I really like the, uh, the the kind of the one that's um, I guess you would call it more movie accurate or just uh, the movie actor's head sculpt on on the white body. Um, I think that uh, well, it works for me. I, I don't really have much fun to say that. So when I looked at the two, I'm like, wow, that's kind of the one I want. Um, you know, thankfully I, I I got myself a hookup so I can uh, get these, um, and I'm I'm not as blessed as Gary Head. I, you know, I just have crap sent to me from China. <laughs> <laughs> no, but these are cool. These are these are really cool, and you know, and then next when we start talking about the tank, we can ooh and ah over all the stuff on the tank. Well, and seeing we've already covered the tank, but. We do have uh, new pictures of the uh, Constructicon bat and Destro in hand. Those are Constructicon cool. bat is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the pictures, yeah. I I guess I didn't look at these this closely because you've got the almost the Constructicon color hiss tank as well. <clears throat> I haven't done much research on these. Obviously, I'm on I'm on that wonderfully great hack site as we speak here well it's the it's the shockwave his tank yes it's the purple purple shockwave his tank well but this one is at least in these pictures this is neon green neon purple and neon orange so i think right, this right, right. is Gary like Head a, took pictures of the he had a test shot of the hiss of, yeah, of the new style hiss yeah exactly using That's the plastic right. from the constructicon bat um, yeah, those, those were kind of nice. Yeah, uh, that was that was a that was a nice uh, a nice uh, accidental uh, combination there. But but yeah, you're right. That, that I I kind of I kind of wish they'd throw one of those out there too, just to the <laughs> the, the sound wave on. the mini sound wave is priceless. Uh, with you could actually put I, I've seen it. It's up at Kokomo Toys. He has a he has a version of it. And it's uh, it's actually a backpack. You can put it on the back of the bat if you want. And there are little cassette tapes you can put in and out of the little cassette, the little sound wave. Oh, very nice, very nice. <laughs> yeah, this being Sweet. this being the first year we're missing in five years. I'm I, oh, I while I'm happy to have my you know to have my Starscream Sky Striker. This year, between these and the tran- and the Bruticus gift set for the Transformers, I'm I'm just a little bit angry, but I <laughs> I I hopefully have my hookup as well. So. How much is that Bruticus going to be? That's huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that's going to be that's going to be massively expensive. Yeah. That to say the least. Well, I mean, if you think about it, the 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 gift set's only going. I mean, those are literally thirteen dollar toys. 
So five of them, you know, you're talking, you're, you know, you're talking about retail of 65 bucks and then add artwork, packaging, that kind of stuff. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be about 90 bucks to a hundred, maybe exclusivity at a hundred. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So, and so, I mean, what did, so what are your guys' feelings? I mean, Gary, you're, you're a transformer I mean, is hater too strong, or is that is that a problem? No, not at all. Gary actually no, no, wishes no, that the entire no. Transformers franchise would fall into the sun. <laughs> no, here's the thing with Transformers in the show. Look, there there are plenty of other podcasts that cover Transformers. There are not very many podcasts that cover GI Joe. So let's talk about GI Joe. That's that's kind of the running joke. I have a Transformer. I, I it's not. Pre- it's not displayed. It's in boxes. You know, it's in the closet somewhere. I do have Transformers. I I am against doing crossovers on a wider scale. I do I do not want a crossover GI Joe Transformer convention, for instance. I do not want a crossover uh, JoeCon Transformer set or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why the Transformer fans put up with Shattered Universe and having Cold Slither on their stuff, but that's on them. That's not on us. Uh, <laughs> but I will take a San Diego Comic-Con item once a year that crosses over into that universe. I am fine with that once a year. That, that appeases a lot of people. It puts a lot of people uh, at bay who who want to seem to cross these streams more often than not. Uh, I'm not one of those people. Now, if they want to cross the streams with the Marvel Universe... Or they want to like they're doing with Danger Girl across the streams with Danger Girl. That's fine, but I've had my fill of robots for a while. And Mike, what about you? Um, I, I, I'm kind of in the same boat. I don't mind it if it's not canon. It's kind of neat once in a while. But um, I like Joe to be Joe. I like Transformers to be Transformers. I've actually, I, I've enjoyed, uh, I've enjoyed Transformer comics uh, for for some time now. Um. I've kind of gotten out of it in recent recent years. I've kind of gotten out of comic books in general in recent years, just for for monetary purposes. But um, but um, yeah, I'm not. I, I kind of like keeping my chocolate and my peanut butter separate in in the toy world. <laughs> two great tastes. It's it's like chocolate and avocado. It's two great tastes. Best left far far apart. <laughs> <laughs> You got chocolate in my guacamole. Well, we got to throw that out now. (laughs) You got to throw that out now. Well, Well, we can keep it. It's just not canon. All right, then. Let's have some some chocomole. (laughs) Well, something you guys can endorse then is Canadian Canadian Joe Con taking place in Toronto, Ontario on August 10th and 11th. Both of you? Well, Gary will be on site. Okay. I will be on site, yes. I was going to say St. Louis. That's that's one hell of a drive. And, and yeah, we're, we we can't swing that one. We're going to we're still going to be recovering from uh from regular joke on before uh, I can get to Canada, that's for sure. So, um and and I guess I haven't I haven't been keeping up. I know tickets are on sale now. We've got links in the show notes, but they have they dropped any hints in far as far as exclusives, have they actually? I I can't imagine they've revealed them, or I would no. hope I would. I, I, I would imagine it's all after after JoeCon. Let okay. everything let everything get after JoeCon here. They they like having their own thunder. They don't they, and that's for the best. I, we don't need them competing with the with the club at the same time with the reveals. So it's it, it's good that good that they get their own they get their own thunder. 
Yeah, yeah, that's definitely true. Definitely true. So, so be looking for those announcements in about a, a month and a yeah, about a month. Yeah, yeah, about a month. Yeah. So. Um, and then last up in con news, Denver Comic Con, the first annual Denver Comic Con and literary conference is coming on Father's Day weekend, June 13th through the 15th. 15th through 17th. Oh, is it? 15th, 16th, 17th. The 16th is the Saturday. Wow, Maybe. did I really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. There, it might be that the comic, some of the comic book classroom. Nobody can happening. hear you, dude, because oh. you're not on mic. Oh, I'm not on this mic. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, it might be that. Hello. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to? He's had headphones on for like the last ten minutes. Yeah. So Mrs. McFavorite retired, and he <laughs> took over her headphones, but he wasn't in, on a mic. So this is what was your? What did we call you before on the last cast you were on? I didn't do you, not recall. Were you McLovin? You weren't McLovin, no, right? No, that, that was somebody me. else. That was uh, that was your Sandy. That was when you were in in uh, California. You're still not on the mic. Oh man, sorry. That was when you were in California, <laughs> man. Right? When you when you went to <laughs> to to Comic Con. So this is Shane of Bartertown hey, Comics. How's it going? Hey Shane. How are you, Shane? Hey, good. So, how are how you guys? You, so this is Gary. how much you bench, Shane. I don't know, man. It's quite a bit, though. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Gary and Mike from What's on Joe Mind. Uh, uh, Shane is a good friend, and again, he he runs Bartertown Comics, which Bartertown is Comics. now a brick-and-mortar store here yes. in Inglewood, Colorado. One of my favorite places to hang out, except for when he's having magic tournaments. That's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, man, got to do that, but it's not really taking off very fast, so. So tell everybody about the Magic the Gathering tournaments at Bartertown Comics on no, Fridays. No, please don't. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> they, they were. T- I, I, I worked in a comic shop for a while, and they were. You know, it's like they find their places to 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 get together on their own, and and you can try and and put them together all you want. It just doesn't matter if, yeah. if they don't find you. Then there's no point. It. We actually, yeah. well, we, we we the one comic or the one tournament that we used to have success running in in our shop in um in um i i won't uh i won't dignify them with the plug because they fired me um but uh, we used to we used to do well with the um with the wwf tournaments the card the wwf card game tournaments we used oh, to actually really? when was have that? a bunch of those it was pretty well a weekly thing on sundays at the, at the shop i worked at that's amazing i think i've got my times wrong actually because Wizard sets it up as Friday Night Magic, and really, it's not feasible for the people that want to play at my shop because they're older and they have to work and stuff. I don't know; it's it's just kind of weird. So I gotta I gotta evaluate that. But I, I, anyway, I'm not here to talk about Magic the Gathering. Yeah, you're I'm not here a special to talk guest. About... <laughs> hey, what? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm shocked. I never asked Mike for references before we put him on the show. Jeez. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We've got all kinds of stuff we can Man. talk about. It just it's, it's <laughs> oh, we've, yeah. we've lapsed into all kinds of crazy crap already. You, <laughs> yeah. You've missed a doozy. <laughs> we haven't got to the G.I. Joe movie yet. I know. So here Yeah, but we let's... haven't even gotten to that. We got to my youth in Long Island, but we haven't gotten to the G.I. Joe movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is literally gonna be like the con special. We're gonna have to take this away from the entire episode. But so 
Denver Comic Con because I have to plug this because we're going to be literary conference and literary conference because we're going to be part of Podcast Alley. There we we have been officially invited, and so this will be the first con where we're actually recording live from the con. Um, Sweet. And it is amazing, especially for the first year. We've got some crazy guests attending um, from The Walking Dead. We've got Stephen Yellen, uh, Lauren Cohen, and Chandler Riggs. Um, we've got uh, Will Wheaton, Big Bang, uh, Next Generation fame, James Marsters. We've got Kristen Bauer from True Blood. Uh, let's see, how would you pronounce that? Jessica Nicole. Um, we've got David Kay. Um, just an amazing lineup for uh, Billy West from Futurama. Uh, oh, nice. We've got that guy's insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, Greg Wiseman from Young Justice, Carrie Payton from Young Justice. I mean, just they have just done an amazing job with their guests. So if you're anywhere near the Denver area, you know, you're within five hours drive, I would say. I would drive five hours to go to this con, I think. If you're if you're not within the Denver area, buy a plane ticket and go, you lazy bastards. Yeah, exactly. What the hell's wrong with Gary? Are you going to this con? <laughs> are you going to this show, Gary? You have flyer miles, Gary. You have frequent flyer miles. I know these things, Gary. <laughs> Am I invited guests? Because I only go to cons now. I'm an invited guest. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can try. I, I'll see if I can pull some strings for you. I sound like James Cavanaugh now. <laughs> really, if, you're, if 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 it's invited, get I'll 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 go if I'm an invited guest. Yeah, there you go. Let it be known. <laughs> I'm broke. I did. I mean, I I make I make about about you know nine thousand dollars a year. I I have to be an invited guest, but you know I know Gary has frequent flyer miles. <laughs> June fifteenth and seventeenth. <laughs> Gary's work send him to India. I know he's got frequent flyer miles. <laughs> so, so here is the discrepancy: was the literary conference is thirteenth to the fifteenth. So that's for all the all the pros out there. And then the Comic Con is actually fifteenth through the seventeenth. Yeah. And the best thing about this is this is actually nonprofit, and all the benefits are going to go to Comic Book Classroom. And this is a program that the people that are running the show have started and this is liter it's an after school program where they teach the process of comic book creation from start to finish and allow you to kind of choose the direction that fits you the best if you're an artist they'll teach you the art part if you're a storyteller they'll teach you the story part if you're a a manager type they'll teach you the production end of it so this is this is what's really got me excited that this isn't just some people that are trying to get stars to come into denver to put on some panels and sign some autographs this really is going for a good cause um this has been the point all along so please if you're in the area definitely come down show your support uh and you'll get to meet some cool people you if, even if you don't want to pay for autographs you can stand off to the side and take shots through 
Lauren Cohen's enough to come as it is, really. Yeah, yeah. and and like she's hot in every way. <laughs> I'm not even doing the guest list justice by by trying to run through them real quick. Definitely check Carrie out Carrie Payton of uh, Reta- of uh, Renegades fame, Ripcord. Oh, is there. he Ripcord in that? See, I, yes. I'm, I'm yes. horrible with voice talent. That's why. We don't do holy. Cat. We haven't had him on the show yet, have we? We we, we will we will rectify that. <laughs> you get okay. on that, Godzo. You get on that. I'll be on that. <laughs> All right, thank God we finally made it through con news. We're we're literally <laughs> that's our first segment in our show, and we're literally our at the long length national of- <laughs> nightmare is over. <laughs> so. Because you guys didn't get to talk too much on on your special edition because it it was star studded, um, <laughs> I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, I mean, what do I mean? Obviously, there's the obvious. Oh, this sucks. Oh, you know, we've been looking forward to this, but I, I guess Gary, why don't you give me what's the worst part about the movie getting postponed to you? Now, this is our first really public comment because we really didn't say too much uh, as we were just kind of tossing around the hot potato last night on the special edition. But Yeah, I hot the mic a little bit, but this is, this is really yeah, the first but, time anybody's asked you. Yeah, um, well, <laughs> I do that sort there, of thing. There, there, there's, there's, <laughs> there's a whole story, and we were kind of doing this in the pre-show behind this. We see, I see the, the rumor report come from Justin, and I'm like, that's that's bull. That's that's not happening, and it really fell into place within the next hour after he posted that, and then it became a reality. And you're sitting there staring at your screen. The club has been pushing back registration. It's been frustrating people. These dollar store figures, what they or the budget, the budget store figure, the dollar, the basic figures are, are being called. People can't find them. They're frustrating people, and then. You know, here comes the third strike across the plate. You know, it's a it's a slider. It sneaks in over the corner, and well, you're walking back to the dugout, and you didn't do jack, and that that's the one that uh, you left runners on base. So you you feel like you you've been completely let down uh, about what happened with the movie here. Nobody saw it coming. Nobody really believes the reason that it is being pushed back for the reason it's being pushed back, but. You know, people like, we want you to comment, we want you to comment, we want you to comment. I could not put into words literally for about four hours until we kind of did that podcast about how I felt without sounding like a Stark Gravy Man fanboy. And I say, I, there's no way I'm going on a podcast to sound like that. Anybody can sound <laughs> like that. Go read a form. Yeah. That's not how I went. Uh, disappointed. I guess it's just kind of put it bluntly. A lot of wind out of the sails. You, you, we kind of felt it building up in the podcast. Every week we introduce the show. It's getting closer. It's getting closer. The scene, these toys, you know, the the trailers, the soundtrack, and everything. And, and all of a sudden, it was just—I don't want to say it was ripped from us, but because we we're eventually all going to get it back, it just kind of taken away and said, "Well, you'll you'll see it all at a later date." I was really, really, really looking forward to going with my fellow Joe collectors at JoeCon to seeing the private screening of the movie. I was really looking forward to it. I think that was going to be a memory and an experience that I, I would have remembered over and over again as something that ranked right up there with the priceless memory of JoeCon. That's not going to happen. Uh, unless maybe JoeCon's in March of next year. Who knows? So, Can't rule there's it out. A lot of, 
there's there's a lot of questions we don't have answers to, and we'll find out those answers here in the coming days. You know, what about the toys? I'm pretty sure we're going to see Wave Two. Talking with Kokomo Toys, they said that their order of Wave Two is still through. It's supposed to be into their store by the 15th of June. It hasn't been recalled yet, but there's nothing beyond Wave Two that they can tell me. They haven't not placed any any orders for anything way beyond Wave Two. So I don't think we're going to see Wave Three or Four or anything beyond Wave Two at all. Period. Done. End of story. Uh, so we're we looking at wave two and then an eight-month eight, eight period or so of no toys on the shelves? Possible, but we don't know. That's one of the questions. Are they going to rush something out and put it on different card art for us uh, to kind of appease the fandom? I don't know. That's a question we'll find out here soon. Uh, what are we going to see at JoeCon? What are we going to see at San Diego? So many questions, just not enough answers right now. And that's the most frustrating thing in this internet day and age where I expect an answer now. I'm not getting it, and I don't know when I'm going to get it. Yeah, and and that's kind of – that's really my feeling. Again, I, I'm all about the media, but I'm primarily about the toys. I mean, that's this is, this is an action figure podcast. We have one segment at the tail end of the show where we talk about – comics, movie, TV shows, uh, you know, anything else aside from toys. And, and so the movie to me is I'm one of those kids. I I've always been the kid that can wait until the afternoon on Christmas to open up my presents. I'm, I'm just, I know it's coming. I know I'm, I'm going to get it eventually. So the movie being pushed back, wasn't a huge thing to me. My biggest thing is is how it's going to affect the toys and the distribution. Um, like you say, it, I can almost guarantee you we're going to see Wave 2. It's been announced. Um, anything beyond Wave 2, I guess my biggest concern would be it would be spoilers, you know, even though we've had leaks of, you know, what might possibly be coming, that kind of stuff is is the actual figures themselves, uh, uh, um, the descriptions on the back, the, the, the bio cards, that kind of stuff, those could possibly have contained spoilers. So what are they going to do? There's no way they're going to keep the shelves populated for nine months with two waves of figures. And, and I mean, anyone that knows big box retail, if you don't use those pegs, they go away. I mean, Walmart doesn't care that you're Hasbro. If you can't keep Joe pegs stocked, you know, or if you keep them overstocked, you're going to lose those pegs. And, and I mean, from the countless amount of podcasts I've listened to, that is what Hasbro deals with on a day-to-day basis is how to maintain their presence on those pegs. Because as soon as they're losing ground, Mattel's picking it up or Jazzwares or whatever the next company coming up is. So that's basically my biggest concern Again, I, I'm with you. I think the whole, oh, we need to make it 3D now is bullshit. Um, the, the quote confirmed reshoots by The Rock, you know, I, I think is, is a little bit telling. Um, again, I've, I, I try to stay as spoiler free as possible, except for when it comes to the toys, you know, because I, I 
feel the need to follow the toy news. So anything that gets released on the toys, I'm aware of, but I know there's been I know there's been screenings. I know those haven't gone exceptionally well. You know, again, I haven't. And that's I, the first we've kind of heard about those because everything. And I don't know if it's because we're wearing the rose colored glasses. I, you know, I, everything I've heard of has been positive buzz up until well, there's a couple screens and it go so well. Oh, yeah. when did that come out? You know, well, it must have come out recently. Well, it was it was about uh, three weeks ago. It was yeah. about three four weeks ago. I mean, I get and relatively speaking, that is very recently. You know, but especially because usually when a movie starts bombing, you're hearing about it three months in advance. You know, they're doing they're doing uh, uh, screenings where. It, it's it's rough cuts and that kind of stuff, and you're starting to hear about it then. But you know that's again, it's just like with the Transformers movie. It's just like the first movie. I've I've gone into these things like the first Transformers movie, extremely low expe- expectations. I was pleasantly surprised. Second one, like, oh, this should be really good because the first movie was pretty good. Horribly disappointed. Very low expectations for the third movie. Nah, moderately pleasantly mm. surprised. Very low expectations for The Rise of Cobra. Pleasantly surprised. So, I mean, it's one of those things where it's a Joe movie. I'm going to like it. I mean, I don't care how bad the movie is. I like Cobra Law, you know? And Ooh, that's... You're the one. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Gary, cut his mic. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's one of those things where... Hey, Justin, what do you think of Cobra Law? Yeah, I dig it. <laughs> Would you like to see a, a Sigma-6 Pythona? <laughs> uh, what do you think about a Sigma-6 Pythona, Justin? I just find a dry corner and, and let it rip. I <laughs> but, so, I mean, it, it's one of those things where I'm really disappointed, but I wasn't, I wasn't like, oh my God, it's 30 days left to the movie. But again, um, even in 2009, because that's when uh, the Rise of Cobra screening was, uh, Jessica and I waited to see the movie until the con, but we didn't go with with uh, the private screening. We went off. We went off that Saturday night at, or Friday night, and we went and saw it by ourselves at a theater that literally had two people in it in the heart of Kansas city, which was a little disappointing. Um, but just because we didn't want to be elbow to elbow with people, we, we never like to be elbow to elbow with people at any movie theater. Um, but I understand how for a lot of people that was, that, that was going to be the epitome of their con experience, you know, like this thing that we've been building up to. I mean, the box set, um, the box set guests, panels, all of that stuff gets slowly revealed, but that's, that's literally over a, a one to three month period. This movie, there's been news about it for a year, 
you know and like you say that super bowl promos i mean we've seen a we've seen footage of this movie before a lot of different movies that come out nowadays it's been really well promoted it's been really well hyped people were excited about it and and even though i'm not terribly disappointed i feel for the people that are terribly disappointed for it are you are you one of those people mike you know it's it's <sighs> Yes, and I'm I'm more disappointed for the same reason that Gary's disappointed. I was ready for this to be an event, and I guess I, I was just I, I mean, you know, we we were kind of caught up in this one. Um, um, you know, talking a little bit with Justin today, um, he's still a little bit probably more down about it than the rest of us, uh, simply because he he really did throw himself into this, and we we kind of threw ourselves into this as you know. As uh, you know, he, he, yeah. I mean, it, it's disappointing, but ultimately, I think the movie's going to be okay. It, it's a little bit further out than we're we're hoping for, but I think the movie's actually going to be fine. Um, it, I understand some of you know, look, looking at the market. We discussed it on the show some. Looking at the market, I, I can understand how it would make you a little skittish, especially if your other. Your other property that was a big shoot 'em up, blow 'em up action movie got pounded. Yeah, and 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 frankly, you know, Battleship is is one of those movies that, for as bad as it looked in the previews, actually was fairly well received critically. You know, it's like it, it, there was a a bit again of the low expectations that were pleasantly surpassed kind of deals, but. Um, you know, but it, it it just got it got pounded, and um, when you're looking at Spider-Man the next week, and you've seen what the Avengers have already done, and then you're looking at Batman a couple weeks past that, it might not be the best. It, it, it might not be the most popular thing to do, but it might be the best thing for for that movie franchise on a whole, especially since I believe they're already contracted to do a third one. Um, from the toy standpoint. Man, there's some serious blood in the water here. Yeah, um, that's what I'm worried about. Um, you already had a market that was pretty skittish about buying GI Joe. We know that we. I mean, it's common knowledge that Walmart has not been a fan of the GI Joe line for some time. Um, for whatever they, I think, you know, there's there's all kinds of theories out there from overhead being better on the core to um, you know, and, and again, I don't care what your politics is personally, uh, and I'm certainly not making a statement on mine. But um, you know, to to kowtowing to the the quote liberal politics um, and glorifying war and things like that to to what have you, um, you know, is Walmart the the biggest toy retailer in America going to be enthusiastic about buying Joe? Well, they weren't before, so they're certainly not now. Um, Toys R Us, you know, it, it's their lifeblood, so they're going to be a little bit more receptive to it. Target, for whatever reason, it cannot get enough of GI Joe. I know this from when I worked at Target. I used to used to chat with the Hasbro rep, and um, she used to love coming into Target because Target just just you know whatever it is that Hasbro is putting out, Target wanted it. 
You know, it didn't matter if it was G.I. Joe or Transformers or, uh, I mean, seriously, Target, Hasbro could have put out a line that said, it could have been called Gunny McShoot'em-Up, and Target would have wanted to buy that line. <laughs> you, you could use that one sometime if you want. Is that copyrighted? It, it's not, um, uh, although I think he might be a character in the upcoming SK Omega line. <laughs> But um, that's not a low blow. That's that's a that's an in joke. That's that's that is rewarding our regular listeners, the people who followed us over to this show where we are guest stars. Gary, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing this for the fans. Okay, Mike. And our our listeners know about I don't know, SK I'm Omega. Just... We've definitely featured them for. It, cool. At least the brief time that you know it looked promising, you know. Unfortunately, it's grown a little stale. But let's let's was not that detract the from the movie. Was that the Rudat project? Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. That's uh, right. Guy Cassidy. But yeah. Uh, they, yeah. Yeah. They they've um, it, it, the project's a little stalled out, but I, I I wouldn't give up on them just yet. I know that they're they're trying to work around some some things and sometimes when you're doing this for the first time you just come across things that you you didn't anticipate i think that's the what they're dealing with right now but uh, getting back to to the the matter at hand um you know it's just what so where did where does but even that you're you're damaging a good relationship there because you've you've got target who's pretty gung-ho about all this movie stuff and and you know, all of a sudden you're you're drying up the well again. Yeah. So does that does that make them less enthusiastic? You know. So and and then you know we're we're we of course we, you know Gary was talking about the the problems with the the smaller retailers with the with the with the Joes you know just not making it out to all of them, and so that's another market that isn't real enthusiastic about GI Joe. So yeah, I'm real worried about the toy line. Um. You know, I'm not a guy who goes out and buys everything. I, I am not. Uh, you know, I, I buy and I, I don't buy what I don't like. But you know that that still means that I'm buying most of it. And um, you know, I, I'm just uh, I'm concerned that there's going to be a lot less to to get in coming years. You know, I, I, this is really something that can kill momentum on this property for two, three, four, five years going forward. Um. And that's even even if the movie is just a blockbuster success, you know where where does the product come in the wake of that? Are they going to stop production on what they did now and then just restart it? Maybe if the movie does well, well, you know it doesn't really work that way. <clears throat> they're they're gonna they're gonna uh, yeah. I just I don't e- even if even if they make that much product to sell, a retailer is going to buy it. Uh, there's just a lot of questions, and um, you know, like Gary said, there's just we're we're gonna have to do the most frustrating thing of all and wait this out a little bit. And yeah. um, you know, there, there's just no no two ways about. It. We have to be patient, and we have to accept the fact that you know sometimes these folks aren't gonna have answers for us. Um, uh, I think we touched on it last night in in the uh, the special edition that you know we had to remember that. There were some people at Hasbro that were learning about this stuff at the same time that we were. This is not something that that was bandied around for a long time that was talked about and was one of those bad, you know, poorly kept secrets like we often are, are, are dealing with. This was something that 
folks at Hasbro learned out learned about probably the same time we did, and they can't be happy about this at all. <clears throat> you know, this this has to damage their relationship with with Paramount. I'm I'm sure, but um, y- you know, it it, it it's just uh, it'll be interesting. You know, we're we're going to be asking answers of people that that are are is still scramble mode themselves, and and we're just going to have to give them a little bit of uh, of a length of rope to 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 work with. You know. We know John Chu's so. upset. His 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 silence speaks volumes. Yeah, yeah. No, John, John Chu, who was out in front of this thing, you know, smiling, shaking hands, uh, you know, posing for pictures. Any anything he could do to put this this movie on people's minds and get the fan base fired up, and frankly, a fan base that was pretty disillusioned after Rise of Cobra uh, was really looking forward to this movie. And it, man. I, I mean, I feel bad for him. I, I really do. He, he's he's been nothing but uh, but nice and courteous to to us. He's been nothing but enthusiastic and and respectful to the property. And they just kicked his movie back nine months. You know, I feel terrible for this guy. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it, so it's um, you know, I I, I know the um, that Dwayne Johnson's been kind of doing some damage control and and good on him. We shouldn't think less of him for that. I mean, it's important to to stay that's enthusiastic his, about this project. His that's his gig, though. That's he's I mean, known, he's been is, a cheerleader since day one. So it, it is his gig, but but a lot of times, uh, particularly stars of his stature, and let's face it, this is this is a big time star. This is this is the this is the action guy in American movies right now, and um, he could very well highball this and move on to his next project and go, yeah, whatever, G.I. Joe, we'll pick it up in a couple of months. No, he's he's going down with the ship, as it were, and um, you know, we need to we need to help him out and make sure that ship doesn't sink. Yeah, I I, I definitely agree. And and that's the main thing is is I I try to maintain positivity through everything in my life you know to not sound like a self-help seminar but uh, but basically every cloud has a silver lining essentially so at least because we are an action figure podcast so if if there's any positive that can be found in this and and i've seen things just thrown around on twitter left and right it's Uh, tough it's tough to find anything positive out of this, really. I mean, Gary. So, do you do you have anything, Gary? Do you think there's anything, and again, specifically action figure wise, that you know that this might might do? <sighs> the only thing I can see positive out of this is that. If they're going to take it back and they're going to film additional scenes, and I have seen new number of rumors bandied about uh, that we would see a Quaid back involved in General Hawk, um, that we might see uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt back somehow as uh, Cobra Commander, uh, Destro somewhere involved in there, or were they going to you know going to pull back? Uh, the actor that played him that's escaping me at this late hour right now. I apologize, but <laughs> are they, they going to bring all these guys back? I, I don't know. They, but I, <laughs> they have an opportunity to make the movie a little bit better. Uh, I was signed off on the damn thing to begin with. So I don't know how they could possibly make it any better. Um, you know, short of, you know, my guy snow job showing up, that would be just freaking awesome. <laughs> 
Uh, and they, and they are could, doing it. You could, you could loan them your rifle. They, I, that's right. I got a prop. Uh, they, they could do, you know, they, they got snow job in the Alps or in the Himalayas or whatever they're finding. He could, he could fit in there. But anyways. Uh, focus, Gary. Focus. Focus, focus. There's a chance that the movie could get better or make a better movie on top of what we already thought was a, a pretty rocking film to begin with. These toys, I don't know. I, I really, really don't know. Uh, Hasbro did hit on something with these basic figures appearing in the dollar stores. The problem is no one can find them. I've been pretty. I've been lucky. Bike's been lucky. We found them. There's a lot of people. There's still a second wave of these of repaints coming. <laughs> and if people are find, if it's going to be just as hard to find those as it was for the first wave, there's still more frustration. That's not gonna. That's not going to uh, buy really the hobby anytime. Uh, so is the club going to be able to do something with the FSS? Well, that's you know for the privileged few, I guess. So what what do we got until until then? Well, we got one more wave of figures. We have IDW comic books, and we have uh, another DVD of Renegade to come out, and that might have to do us until next March. And then, Mike, you have any? Any hopes, any aspirations, anything that this might unlock for you? Um, you know, ultimately, my, my hope of, of this is that next year around this time, uh, you know, we're doing shows like this again, and we're just kind of laughing about how silly we were <laughs> the year yes. before. And I was like, oh, man, it's... We, we tried really not to freaked. come off as fanboys, but <laughs> boy, did we. <laughs> we were really freaked out about this, but man, it sure seems silly after Joe threw $150 million in the can domestically, didn't it? And uh, I hope that's the kind of conversation we're having a year from now. Um, I, I hope that uh, – I, I wish that there, would, there was just some kind of continuous push for this, this toy line, which – I mean, let's face it. G.I. Joe is the zombie of toy lines. G.I. Joe is the walking dead of toy lines. There's, there's at times little support and at times no support from its manufacturer. Um, we're about to hit one of those points now, and it won't die. It just won't go away. And I wish that, that somebody would pick up on this and realize that, you know, how many generations of kids were, were thrilled with, with this property, be it as a 12-inch, you know, uh, 12 inch uh, action figure all the way down to a 4 inch action figure to an 8 inch action figure on a couple of occasions and and the fact that you, you know there's just there's there's all kinds of, of play value here without turning our society into homicidal maniacs um, you know that uh, <clears throat> is about um, heroism and bravery and standing up for something and not just shooting bad guys. And so that's what I wish we would take out of this. Um, and yes, I'm hoping that a certain you know, toy manufacturer picks up on that particular phrase. Sure. But um, not that they will. But um, that's what I'm hoping for. I, I, I just I hope that there's something that. I hope there's something to buy a year from now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I I kind of feel the same way. I mean, my my main my main hope is that this again because they have to maintain that peg space is that 
Hasbro gets creative. I've seen it in the Star Wars line. I've seen I've seen entire waves get bumped, and they literally have to fill an entire wave with repaints, um, kit bashes, that kind of stuff. Is I would and love clone trooper, clone trooper, clone trooper. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're going to have to spin something up now in order yeah. to get that out at a decent time. Otherwise, you know, I think we were talking last night. On the on the special edition, that in, even in the best of times, it takes four to five months for them to 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 get a move on on something. Now maybe they could shrink it down to three, but then we're still six months out from the movie, so we're still looking at a small wait just if, before we even see anything new. So it could be, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they would need to have they they need to have stuff ready to go now to start showing at the shows. Yeah, and yeah. and. And that's, I think, what's going to be the most interesting, and that's what I posted today, was, uh, is, I mean, or maybe it was yesterday, but Comic-Con, like I say, right now, you know, you asked me two days ago what what Joe Comic-Con was going to be like. Oh, jeez. It, it was like, oh, it's going to be a couple scenes from the movie that we have no idea that's going to happen yet. Some repaint, some retooled, blah, blah, blah. But now it's like... All we saw up to this point were uh, we had Alpha, Bravo, and some Delta vehicles up to wave partial wave five. We knew nothing about store exclusive. We knew there was going to be something involved there. There always yeah. is something around the yeah. movies, whether yeah, it be exactly. Kmart or whatever. Yeah, and in fact, I even heard I thought Kmart was going to be the first one that was going to have in something rather rather low key, uh, despite a lot of the Kmart's closing. Um, then, of course, the Amazon just came out with their exclusive. There was there was so much to look forward to. Now, what are we going to see at JoeCon? Well, we're probably going to see Waves 1 and 2 in the display cases. Big freaking deal, because all of us will own Wave 1 and 2 by that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's, that's why I'd be really curious to see how Wave 2 plays out. Like, you know, uh, again, the... The retail, because I, I've i literally bought wholesale for the last, like, three years. You know, you just never know. They can literally say the day that you're expecting delivery that, nope, we're not going to ship these for a while and that kind of stuff. So, you know, while I hold out hope that in a few weeks we'll see those, those Wave 2 cases, um, that may not be the case. That may be part of their plan is that's going to be pushed. Yeah. And that would just – that would absolutely – I'm not going to say it's going to kill our sponsor, but that's not going to be healthy for them. Let's put it that way. I mean they are sitting on wave after wave of wave well, – well, not wave after wave, figure after figure of wave one right now. And I know they cut back wave two and I pre-ordered with them and I know I dropped another $100 or so. For for wave two and the uh, the see there was a Bravo vehicle which was a tread the the, the tread tank the, the Ripper yeah. tread tank yeah and um, there was a, a a vamp that came in um, that that was the Ninja vamp I think not the Awe Striker that was a uh, wave one Bravo but there was a, a wave two Delta that I think it was a repaint of the the vamp that you saw in pursuit of cover so I dropped another hundred or so with them, but yeah, I would imagine if other people were like me that got one of everything in that wave, which is pretty much not an army builder wave, although they're going to back, they're they're going to backfill it also. I think with another Cobra Commander and then uh, the Red Ninja GI Joe Trooper and Cobra Trooper. Um, if you got one of everything, you're you're probably getting close to a hundred dollars again. 
So for them to have to refund that on pre-orders and everything, that just that's just going to suck. So I, I hope they do deliver Wave Two for the sake of some of these smaller companies. Kokomo Toys is you still got Small Joe's out there. You still have Big Bad Toy Store, which everyone thinks is is pretty big. But you know when it comes down to the end of the day, they're an online retailer, so the, they're they're not a big box mover. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's I mean that's what you saw with Rise of Cobra. I mean, you saw this just ridiculous amount of stock, and then Big Bad was clearancing Wave 1 six months later. You know, again, Wave 3, 4, 5 sold through incredibly quick on their site, that kind of stuff. But again, these smaller retailers really bank on that excitement of that first wave. And and it's, it's a good idea in a lot of aspects, but... You know, I, I'm with you. This is this is probably the worst thing that could happen for. And I anybody. want my Joe Colton figure. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I I just assumed that was going to be a mail away the entire time. So, <laughs> uh, still, <laughs> I get I get DJ Contrera coming to wave too. Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, and that I found that really interesting on, on your cast too about talking about the likenesses issues and that kind of stuff. But so, all right, well, we've kept you guys long enough. Again, we're gonna uh, you, man. We appreciate it. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put this out a, as a special edition for us. This little outside of con special editions and Black Friday special editions. This will be our first. Wow. This will be our first uh, actual special edition. So I'm so glad you guys were able to join us. Thank you for hanging in there through technical difficulties. Mrs. McFavorite checked out about 45 minutes ago. <laughs> you know, so I, I'm glad. She, she's smarter than us. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm so glad that I got to that. Well, like I say, everybody's going to get to hear your guys's voice. Uh, you guys put out an amazing special edition. If you're listening to this show and you haven't listened to, uh, what was your byline? It was uh, the retaliation. The retaliation reaction. Special edition, ironically, number 13. Yeah. Perfect number for that. Yeah. For that I, I just can't edition. think of anything. I thought about it. So, should we be like a hotel and just pretend like 13 didn't exist? <laughs> and they're like, no, you got to. Mike's like, go ahead. You know, it's jinx it. So it can't be any worse. Really, if, if we're going to jinx something, let's jinx this. <laughs> 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 so um so do me a favor guys uh go ahead uh spill your guts tell tell people one where they can subscribe to your cast where they can download it where they can follow you guys individually um what your favorite fruit is if you're a vegetable what would you be and why all of that shit <laughs> mike <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I mean, we we're uh, you can find us on on Facebook at What's on Joe Mind. Uh, you can find us our, our various accounts on Twitter. Uh, Gary would be uh, Gary Godso. Uh, Chuck would be Chuck Dog nineteen ninety nine. Justin is Generals Joe's, and I am Mike Irizarry one. Please spell uh, we that. We also have 
please yeah. tell that because <laughs> I, I literally had to go to yeah. Gary's feed and then like yes, scan uh, down till he at replied you at some point, and I was like, oh, there, okay, that's how you spell. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's uh, my last name, of course, is I R I Z A R R Y. I say, of course, like somebody's supposed to know that. <laughs> but uh, no, no, it's um. Uh, we are on uh, Podbean. We're on iTunes. We are on Stitcher. We are everywhere that uh, finer podcasts are "quote unquote" sold. And uh, despite not, you know, being a two-bit slime show ourselves, um, but um, ah, you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Justin Bell has just Ladies joined us. Ladies and gentlemen, us. Justin Bell. <laughs> but <In your> uh, <laughs> he's gonna hate oh, this again. He's gonna. <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can always uh, check out Justin's yeah. site, GeneralJoes.com. Yes, there is GeneralJoes.com, which is a, an easy conduit to the rest of us as well. Um, there's. Um, there is a joedeclassified.com, which is an easy way to find Gary and Chuck and myself. Um, there's really there's any number of ways to get a hold of us, um, and um, you know by all means we want we want to hear from you. Uh, Gary, what's our phone number? Where, where can you leave a, a phone message for us? Um, Holy crap! <laughs> don't remember. All right. I, I I am just prepared as prepared on the phone number as uh, apparently Mrs. McFavorite is on remembering theirs as well. So <laughs> me. But uh, there's there you can send us an email at what's on Joe Mind at gmail dot com. That is affirmative. Yes. So I'm I'm good on on most of the stuff. Two six two. I don't know. Five one five nine six five six. That's two six two five one five W O J M. So uh, you know, there, there's uh, just a million different ways to to get a hold of us, and and we of course would love to hear from you. Um, you know, try and try and keep things civil. Uh, we we don't do a whole lot of profanity on our webcast. Uh, we try to keep it at oh. least uh, if if not all ages friendly, then at least PG thirteen. Um, we're we're not a big we're not big on uh, we're not big on explosions and ranting and raving. Uh, we like to have cohesive thoughts and, and arguments and and things like that despite the despite the uh, the silliness that you've heard tonight um, and uh, every so often I will wax poetic about rumbling with the the Catholic school kids uh, on Long Island <laughs> in the early 80s uh, it should be pointed out uh, we asked uh, the fandom that to, to, to send in their voicemails if they were upset just well not just upset just your thoughts we have over tw- almost thirty voicemails already nice, that nice. we can put in for next week's episode on the on the retaliation issue. So uh, the, the fandom is speaking. That's nice. Yeah, we do fucking we do contests here where we give free shit away and we don't even get that many responses. So <laughs> good on you. I I, I am amazed. When when I like I said when when we first started the podcast the expectations were low because I thought we'd be three episodes and done and then we kind of make fun of it and like yeah way to go Gary kind of attached your name to a loser there and I'm 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 amazed every week we we put on another episode and and the, the, there continues to be continuous feedback good feedback uh, continuous email continuous voice I I don't know I think we just we just do what others. You know, don't get a chance to do, and that's you know, sit around and talk about GI Joe and and you know, just kind of have fun. 
And very much like your show, what you do with your wife, just kind of have fun and talk about toys. But we just do it with G.I. Joe. Yeah, that's the main thing. I mean, it, a, a sign of a good podcast is it, it should feel like you're just hanging out with your friends. And that's that's what what's on your own mind is. Uh, and then you tack on amazing guests. Uh, 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 amazing amazing interviews i mean you, you can't go which one wrong. did you like the best um flint dill oh, how, about, how about that back. he will be back i know Hopefully. i know i was very Next ex- episode i yeah. was very excited to hear that on 55 so yeah Ed, again i met him at a botcon and he was probably again you know you, you're literally talking about you know one to one minute a minute and 30 seconds that you get to spend with these guys and he just he was one of the nicest guys i've ever had that uh, had the pleasure of meeting at a con currently he is slated to do a kind of listen a commentary a live commentary we'll run uh cold slither and we'll do a live commentary rolling commentary with him that's if i don't have to send the footage back to you know convert it to 3d or anything and uh (laughs) Boy, that that fell on deaf ears. Holy crap! We know it's late. <laughs> no, I, but, I'm I'm very excited about the commentary. Yeah, that's he, sure. he he'll do a great job. I, mean, I think he wrote that one, so that's that, that's we're looking forward to that. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much oh, for no, being no on this cast. Uh, we we definitely appreciate it. This is literally going to be the What's on Joe Mind cast. Um, so. I guess that's about it. Um, uh, I guess we'll see you sooner rather than later. Or Let's late. hope so, man. <laughs> <laughs> or later rather than sooner. Peace. Take it easy. Oh, <laughs> oh,